Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. 221. Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And. That was a so close one. If huh? the government shut down over the weekend, did it save any money? <laughs> that is the question. I think we have talked about this before. Like, when the government shuts down, I don't imagine that it saves any money at all. It. If anything, I know I understand that there's like you know parks get shut down and employees are furloughed, but it's probably just going to. It doesn't mean that there's any less work to do, right? The government still has plenty of paperwork and things to stamp and file and people to spy on. So everyone's just getting overtime when they come back to work. Nothing to accomplish. Yes. Well, the military was paid. Well, that's, that's the military Congress was paid, paid up till February first. So the military, right? Because they had a reserve. Yeah. Yeah, and the mail ran on Monday, didn't it? Sure did. And they yes, didn't because settle. these institutions that we deem absolutely important, never they uh, have a surplus in their budget to cover these types of things. There's many other parts of the government, though, that like apparently are parks that run a razor thin budget and do not have the room to to suffer even a, a short shutdown. But yeah. All the libertarians online were like, oh, yay, shut down the government. Like, do you think that's equating to some sort of uh, less spending by the government than you're diluted? The <laughs> government's probably just spending just as much, and if not more, when the government is back up and running. It seems to happen once a term like since a- W was in office. Actually, I think it started under Clinton. Wasn't it his second term? They, they, there was a government shutdown for a little bit there, and then it happened. I know it happened well, under Obama. It started when they when they started shutting down the filibuster. The budget vote was one of the few remaining votes that was deemed to uh, have sixty votes in order to get passed. So that's why it's used as this issue. It's where a minority can press its advantage. So, so that, that's really what it's about. I mean, there was nothing, there was very little, I shouldn't say nothing, but there was very little in the actual budget that was up for debate outside of the the two issues that the sides were fighting over. It was, well, originally it was CHIP, but they settled that, at least temporarily. But it, it's DACA versus the wall. The, the left wants their protection of people who are brought in this country illegally when they were minors. And, and offering a path of citizenship for those people, and Trump wants his wall. And that's what this shutdown was about. That's what all these negotiations are I mean, It's not gone away. It's been moved off the, the hot burner onto the back burner, but it's going to come up in, what, it's going to be like two weeks or something, two, three weeks? Yeah, because they got it through the end of the month. They have a temporary... Sometime during the beginning of February, they're going to have to revisit this again. That's on me. Well, they've been doing this. They've been doing stopgap measures with the budget for a couple... What's going on over there? That's really loud on our end. I don't know if that's loud to you, Rich. No, I barely heard it. 
Oh, okay. I don't know why it's so loud on mine. That's well, a medley uh, from 30 Rock of Shut yep. It Down. That's what we look oh. like. <laughs> Shut it down. It's, I think you get a, I think you get a good Peter Dinklage shut it down, down probably in this montage. If, if fucking NPR, what what are they even going to report on? They sent somebody to a national park that was closed. Oh. People were like, "Oh, I can't get a physical map of the local area." Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, oh, and if if a bear eats me, apparently it's, nobody's going to find my body until the government reopens. Hey, what are you going to report on on Monday morning? Well, the government was shut down on Saturday and Sunday. Like normal. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it doesn't normally shut down over the weekend. Thanks for shitting on the joke, but you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, it, they, we have no long-term budget. We haven't had any long-term budget. This, uh, so, excuse me, is this just going to become the new norm? Anytime a political party refuses to sit down at the negotiating table, they throw a fucking temper tantrum, shuts down for a few days, people make memes blaming the other party, and then it's business as usual 72 hours later. Right. Yeah, because, like any shutdown, when their paycheck gets threatened, they figure shit out real quick. Well, yeah, there are plenty of people to point that out, that, you know, these the lawmakers still get their checks, whether the government is open or not. So what does it really mean? Well, we, we, we all know, look, it's just like with health care. They're going to get paid. First of all, you can take their paychecks. They don't give a fuck. That's not where they make their money. They make their money off a of lobbyist. They don't give a fuck about that paycheck. That paycheck's just... Yeah. And you know what that paycheck is? That's Tony Soprano's job at the fucking garbage dump. That's something to show to the fucking IRS to keep them off your back. These fuckers are crooked as a dog's hind leg and just taking money left and right from lobbyists. They don't give a fuck about a paycheck. Just like they don't give a fuck about health care. Yeah. They act they like they got, do. They like uncashed paychecks just in their glove compartment like oh i forgot i had these they just go right into the bank and just sit there (laughs) i mean i i'd take it a step further check all their fucking check all the trunks of all their cars i bet you're a suitcase with fucking cash in there or dead hooker yeah where where if we're driving around with ten thousand dollars in cash in a suitcase and a cop finds it they confiscate it until we can prove where we got it Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Congressman. Please, go ahead. You, oh, you, you can go. I'm white with 401k. I can have that money, officer. Give it back. Yeah, try that. Yeah, okay. You try that shit in certain neighborhoods. We'll see if that works. Why would you carry around 10k cash? That's just dumb. Doesn't matter. It's your fucking... You can do... You can... Yeah. The point is, is that you can do this shit legally, but they're going to find a way to fuck you over. But the government, they don't give a fuck. They're above the law. They... they that's... To me, that's what this shutdown is. the law. That's what this this shutdown showed us. And all these lemmings that are going, oh, it's the Republicans, oh, it's the Democrats. It's both of them. Yeah. And you you idiots cheering for each side like it's a goddamn motherfucking sports team are the problem. Stop it. There is a whole war on Twitter over calling it hashtag Trump shutdown or Or Schumer shutdown. shutdown. And, I mean, at least on Twitter... Trump shut, shut down one, but uh, yeah, it, it's a negotiation that fell apart. Both sides are responsible, right? It's what like a, a divorce. 
Like somebody may have cheated, but ultimately it was two people not being able to work shit out. So there's, you know, there's responsibility on both sides in any situation. So, yeah, what what this really is about, and I think more so like Democrats use DACA because they know it tracks with their voters. And the wall is the visual representation of the Trump presidency and how successful it's going to be. So even having, I mean, who knows what this, if we're going to see any kind of wall, what it's going to look like. You know, they're even modifying now what they define as a wall, which could just be a fence. And they're looking for an amount of money that's not going to cover anywhere near the full span of the border like Trump has been talking about. So it's just to... The Republicans want to get at least some money out of this budget devoted to the wall so they can point to it and show it as progress and counter this idea that... Okay, Ralphie. Which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Because didn't Trump run on the fact that Mexico was going to pay for this wall? Yeah, what happened to that? and now, and now having taxpayers pay for the wall is spun as a success from Republicans. I swear to God. It's a big Trump, fucking fail Trump, in my book. Trump and his supporters have the most dysfunctional relationship I've ever seen. It's like the guy who constantly cheats doesn't even hide it anymore, and the, the wife just accepts it. Like, Trump just lies and bullshits, and they just go, oh, what, you, what can you expect? What am I going to do? Leave him? I'm 50. No one wants this dried yeah. up pussy. I, can't, I don't have any I don't have any options. It's, but the key is always, you know, the key is to Trump, to seeing what he's really about, is to merely track what he's consistent about. He's all over the map on everything. Even his own investigation, he can't keep his own story straight. And constantly i mean this week he was reporters asked him in, in kind of a uh impromptu th- uh thing where they all shout out questions at him whether he was going to testify and he's talking oh yeah i'm going to testify i'm going to testify definitely oh under oath yeah definitely no problem nothing to hide here as long as my lawyers let me do it and of course his lawyers are like uh we haven't agreed to any of that we don't you know. <laughs> the lawyers that's not what he meant lawyers were heard asking him, are you retarded? Yeah. <laughs> right, so, I mean, Trump can keep a lot of things straight because these are things that, you know, have multiple stories to him. There's the truth and there's Trump's truth. And it's not always easy keeping that tra- straight. But uh, the, the tremendous truth. Is, right. But he's amazingly consistent on immigration, on trade, on... Um, religious protection which hasn't been you know a lot of talk about uh, uh, abortion but the subject has been brought up and he said recently that we need to look again at Roe v. Wade which is, is very look at it Cope yes that's <laughs> yep there it is and then leave it alone that's, I hope all you do is right. look at it so as long as Trump remains consistent on those Three issues, really, in my mind. It's religious protection, immigration, and trade, or, or what they see as job protection. They, Americans, a lot of Americans see the, the, the two as, as one and the same. 
that by having good trade policy, you're automatically going to have good jobs available in the U.S. I mean, they might be in a coal mine, but hey, it's a job. Thought they were going to be at Carrier? They've lost like, what was it, 20,000 jobs or something since he said he was going to... Mm-hmm. He made that deal or whatever during the... Was that was that even during his presidency? Or was that during the... Yeah, no, it had to be during... That was a run-up. Even... Yeah, it was during the election. He was talking because he was bragging about how, like, look, I'm not even president. They already, I'm already getting deals done. Yeah, wasn't it after he was elected but before he was inaugurated? I don't even know. Yeah, think, no, I'm sorry. So. You're, you're, you're absolutely right, Rich. I had it wrong. It wasn't, wasn't before he got elected. It was before he was inaugurated. He wasn't officially president yet. Yeah, and I just remember because of the story behind it was, what was it? They ended up paying, basically the government ended up paying them for, I can't remember the, the exact number, to create, what What was it? Was it 20,000 or 2,000 jobs? It was 2,000, wasn't it? No, if it was 20,000, I think I'd remember that number. And the government ended I, up paying carrier. All I remember is I remember it being like kind of a mad number, so I want to lean towards 2,000. 2,000? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. 20,000 I'd have been like, Okay, but yeah, I remember the the amount the government had to pay, whether through subsidies or tax breaks or whatever the fuck, to carrier. I was like, that doesn't. That's not even an equal trade. Like well, that's tw- not an. That's that's that doesn't. Even make if any we were sense. to say that if it's twenty thousand, that's that's low for the average growth of the U.S. in general over the course of one month. If you added 20,000 jobs to the economy over the course of a month, they'd be like, well, they were not mad at you. The only you way, know? yeah, that's, maybe, that's if, considered maybe in de- slow Delaware, growth. that's a big deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're in Delaware, you know. <laughs> it's like 20,000 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't, it, it, have you guys just, been following? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack it. What- I, I was just going to say it just, it, that whole thing just smacked of, that was the, 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 the first in a long line of, really, this is what you're bragging about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pay my bills. You're supposed to, you know? What the fuck? You want a cookie oh, for yeah. what you're supposed to do? No, it, it, well. President Trump runs on props, that's for sure. Well, you know, we've kind of created this vision of the president as a job creator, even though, you know, usually presidents don't have this direct negotiation with companies, especially not open and public like Trump was doing. And, you know, there's things that a president can do and his administration, his or her administration could do to... uh, to have a, a, an environment where an economy can thrive, but you can't directly create jobs. But that's what we expect of a president. So that's what he's going to directly do is go, look, here are jobs that I'm creating. Here are jobs. But he put a, I don't know if this is so much a, uh, a job protection or trade protection thing as it was uh, anti-anything Obama was for. Thing with the, the 30% tariffs on imported solar panels. What is the point of that? To, to protect the solar panels that we're making here in the U.S.? I mean, the direct result of it is probably going to be that 
there's not going to be as many people installing solar panels because they're we're already you know working with a situation where it might not even really be profitable. You know, solar panels might be something that you do just as like an accessory to your house to show that you are some sort of eco-conscious person, right? But it's not exactly practical for every application just yet. And at this point, I mean, that could kill an industry. To what end? I don't even understand this. It seems so petty, doesn't it? Uh, well, I, it, have we come to expect anything else from this administration? This is, this is the new world where nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> like what? I am numb. I'm impervious to pain. I mean, one of the things that one of the things that really made me kind of open my eyes to whether I like it or not, I have to deal with the fact that we are switching. We are. We were there, and no matter how hard Trump tries to pull us back away from it into isolationism, we're in a global economy. Period. I don't care how much you try to buy American, unless it's you watch someone chop down a tree with American-made fucking tools and craft you something out of wood. With their bare hands, uh, you're not getting anything 100% American. Cars that are built here, parts are built overseas. Cars that are built overseas, parts are built here and shipped there. That's just the nature of that's the nature of the economy at this point in time. And for him to act like, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna put this this 30% tariff on these imports for these parts. Okay, but what about the people here that are making parts that are going into those going into those solar panels that are being shipped over there? I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't have, I don't don't have any installers. There's going to be people that are installing solar panels in the U.S. that will lose jobs because not as many people will be installing them. And on top of it, once again, thank you, thank you, President Trump, for shooting any type of attempt to 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 use forward forward thinking and technology and, and drag us back into the fucking late 1900s. I mean, I, I guess yes. Donald Trump's perfect world is run by, he, it's a steampunk world run by coal, I guess. I don't know. Yes, it's his perfect exactly. world. I don't know. Right, because he's, rep- he's representing a section of society that's been told that what we're, the path that we're currently on is true progress, that we are making strides in this country, and not everybody's liking the direction that the country's going. So they just now associate any sort of progress, well, there must be something wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with the way we were doing things before, right? So now any kind of progress has to be bad. Well, I mean, I, you can't you can't reason with people like that. All you can do is just nod and go, "That's that's nice." The blacks okay. and women start voting, and shit gets crazy. Well, I it, it, we've we, you know we've talked about it, but it's it really is the the sad truth is that you it's pulling teeth in the middle of a conversation to try to get someone who feels. And it feels like, oh, well, I'm losing my job, and, and the coal industry's going away, and my whole family's worked in coal all our lives. What are we going to do? How do you explain to them, you understand that this is a dead technology, right? It's, I mean, the risk to the average coal miner, you can't tell me it's worth what they're getting paid. I just get out a pad and a paper and write down things for me that are powered by coal nowadays. Go. Fill up every line on that legal pad. <laughs> I also I like the idea that the coal miner it, he's like a pirate, right? He's such a specific type of person suited for this job 
that he just can't do anything else. Like, <laughs> if you take a pirate off the pirate ship and put him behind the register, he wouldn't know what to fucking do. He couldn't talk to, he wouldn't know how to talk to customers. <laughs> like, he's, he's untrainable. He's just, that's what he, that's how, you, how he grew up. He was kidnapped as a child and took it and taken down into a coal mine and was raised there in the dark. And he doesn't know how to operate in the real world. These are people with fucking skills like any other manual labor job that can easily be applied to any number of... I mean, don't talk about how many coal miners you're going to keep in, in their jobs or how many coal mining jobs you're going to create. Talk about how you're going to get people out of the coal mines and onto working on our bridges and our roads and all this infrastructure that Trump was talking about that we haven't seen hide nor hair of. That would be a real plan. Didn't, but, but didn't, it, these people didn't the aren't, freeway catch on fire in Atlanta? The coal mining doesn't need to be this way of life where, like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like, what else? Could, you could do literally anything in the fucking world and it would be better than the job that you had. Look at Pittsburgh. When the steel industry went away, Pittsburgh's turned into a, a tech town. They evolved. The they moved on. If you have people that are, are a resource and not directly tied to uh, one industry, then you can have any number of businesses be attracted to that area. You have opportunities. If you consider that all you have here is a coal mine, and if we shut that coal mine down, this whole town is going to go out of business. Well, <laughs> I mean, if, if that's what you're going to attach your life to, is coal mining, well, then this is called natural selection, right? Mm-hmm. This is what, <laughs> what, I, what I crowed about should ha- have happened to the auto industry under Obama, even though it probably would have totally tanked our economy even more. Does not bail their asses out for making shitty products. How else do you have a, a so-called, uh, uh, oh, man, you, major brain You made part. the Pontiac Aztec. <laughs> you sold that to us <laughs> for a long PT time. Cruiser. These blights are still on our roads, reminding us. I thought that shit was a good idea. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm ranting now. I feel like I'm way off topic. Um, have, you, have you guys kept up with the Russia investigation? It seems to be really heating up this week. I know uh, this, Trump this, said he looks forward to his interview or whatever. Well, he was asked that specifically because we knew this was going to be in question at some sort of at some point. It's been negotiated, certainly on whether or not Trump will testify and under what circumstances. Um, but it was reported that Mueller was to the point where he was looking at Trump next to uh, to question. So he was asked by reporters to, in basically response to that whether he would be all right with testifying and whether it would be so under oath. So we know that if, if we're getting to the point where whether Trump testifies or not, that is the next step in the investigation. That does feel like a not a, a wrapping up, but certainly a pinnacle, a zenith in that an investigation where everything else is going to be just putting all the pieces together, it would seem. If this is... Because we're all... I mean... This has all been kept quite secret. We have no real idea what the investigation looks like. I did see an alert that said Trump wanted to fire him in July and then backed off. I saw, yeah, right before, 
I think it was Washington Post that hit with that story right before we started recording, that that was a, a point of contention in the White House that almost uh, ended with a lot of people quitting. And it, it totally makes sense because there were a lot of stories around that time of people saying, well, unnamed sources in the White House are saying that John Kelly is going to leave, that, uh, I don't know, just uh, many people in the cabinet just exiting from the the White House, and then it all seemed to have blown over, and that may have been what it was. I mean, so I, I this is the first that it, I've heard any direct reporting about the firing of Mueller. Um, everything else seems to have been hearsay. Who, I don't know the sources on this because uh, I haven't even read the story yet, but we also know that, um, I mean, they're openly going after Andrew McCabe, who is the guy that they put in in place when they fired Comey. Right? He's the he's the deputy director of the FBI. There's Andrew McCabe was brought into the Oval Office to talk to the president, and he was asked who he voted for. And there's uh, there's stories about him, you know, pressure being put on him to do something to squash the Russia the Russia investigation. Um, yeah, I mean, the other, the other way that you can tell that things are really starting to heat up is the reaction to it. And while there seems to be still Republicans that just kind of want to suffer through this and, and, uh, and not get directly involved, there's more jumping on to the idea that there's an actual conspiracy going on here, and the attacks on the FBI have been absolutely ridiculous. This this chant to release the memo, which is uh, this, this memo that contains top-secret information. As most and, memos do. And uh, you know. I can't... That, that music is just way too loud on my end. Yeah. It's drowning me out of my headphones over here. Um, the memo. Yeah, Devin, the Devin Nunez... Dunez, <laughs> damn it. Devin Nunez memo that is basically the story that's... I mean, it's like Fox News' greatest hits, most of it. It's the Carter Page shit again, all over again. And... It also involves these uh, text messages that were going back and forth between the two FBI agents that were slagging on Trump. And now there's like 50,000 messages that the FBI says, a technical error, and they're, they've just disappeared. Sorry. And so the, they, the Republicans are demanding that those text messages be released because they believe there to be more damning evidence of uh, these two FBI agents conspiring against Trump. Even though, I mean, if you looked at any of the the text messages that we have seen, they pretty much rip on everyone pretty equally. They don't seem to have much love for any politician, really. They slag on Trump, on Hillary, on Bernie, and many other the Republican candidates at the time. Wait, wait a minute. You mean people in law enforcement don't have respect for politicians? Wow, right. that's shocking. Boy, that's... And, and wait a minute, and two people who are investigating a person sat down and talked about that person? Because technically, anybody who's ever been investigated by anybody could claim conspiracy because 
definition of conspiracy is two or more people gathering together to talk about something. Right. I mean, it's, if, if you want to go by the letter of the law. so Using the same tactics on the press and the FBI because you know, the FBI, these people are, I think, I think one of them no longer works with the FBI and the other one is nowhere near the Russia investigation. Like, they were completely removed from that process when these text messages were uh, were revealed. And the same thing, I mean, if you look at when we were talking about the fake news awards, a lot of these were, you know, retractions had to be printed, people lost their jobs sometimes. There were repercussions for false reporting, but that apparently doesn't mean anything. I mean, to expect any institution to be completely infallible is ridiculous. You know, I, I don't know. I, should should these two people have been text messaging back and forth about politicians? Probably not a smart idea, but they did, and there are repercussions, and now let's move on, right? That actually shows that there's integrity in the FBI, that they saw a problem, they, they did something about it. This is the same type of integrity that, you know, uh, Jeff Sessions wants to claim. The reason why he recused himself from the Russia investigation. You know, let me... Let me ask a question, because and forgive my ignorance, but at this point, what the fuck are they looking for? Because it seems to me they're digging for a needle in a haystack, and Trump and company are just doing everything they can to discredit anything that that might lead to to any type of uncovering of anything. They're just they're just throwing doubt on everybody and saying you can't trust nobody b- but me. Of course, you can trust me, America. Yes. Yeah, but you can't, you can't trust, trust anybody press, else. You can't trust the FBI. Yeah, you know, and it's like, I don't well, know. Well, here's here's the thing. Keep keep this in mind. A good investigation isn't about looking for something. It's about believing there's something there and uncovering the story. So when people are talking about that's what I I try to just refer to it as the Russia investigation because it's not about a collusion event. We don't know what ultimately Mueller and his team are looking into. We are hypothesizing based on, you know, certain leaks and stories here and there. And certainly you can piece a lot of it together just based on who, who, who's we've seen and known to actually have gone in and testified to the FBI and talked to them already. So... I- Maybe I'm just having a hard time. We can piece a lot of a lot of it together, but this it's not about what they're looking for. It's knowing that there's something fucked up going here on here and finding out what it is. Maybe I'm just having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that I don't know many investigations where everything is that is being done is dragged out into the light for fodder for the public. I mean, if there was a a, a serial, I'm not sure I follow you on this because I don't think that's the case here. I mean, we, this has been a, a very secretive investigation. No, but we seem to know the moves that they're making. That's what I'm saying. It, we're the, put, every, we're every tiny moving together. part is, is obsessed over. Yeah. And the big picture gets lost in worrying about all these little tiny parts that everyone obsesses over for five to seven days at a stretch, and then it goes away. And sometimes they come back, and sometimes this comes back, and then rumors and uncredited sources are, and it's just like, 
at this point, if you're not neck deep in this shit, if you're not obsessed with it, it's real easy to go, man, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Because I don't even know what the fuck is going on anymore. Okay, they okay. want to prove that he colluded. They're looking to prove that he colluded with Russia. I understand that. What are they looking for? No, is it, see, that's not a correct statement. Okay. They, are, they are not looking for... Well, here, okay, two things. You're right. We don't know. Nobody knows. The press doesn't know. Nobody except for Mueller and his team know what this investigation is really about. And they are not looking for collusion. We, have, we can only guess that that's where this investigation is leading based on the limited information that we have. I mean, the, the problem here is that we're trying to put together a story of what happened because people want to know. Only we don't have all the information. And in order for an, any investigation like this to happen, you have to have it remain at least somewhat secretive, secret. So we're trying to piece together this story. Eventually... Mueller is going to wrap up his investigation and present us with a story. Whether that story has anything to do with what we've been thinking about this past year, who's to say? So, If it does, it's probably going to be a very successful story. If it's a different story, I mean... So all these news networks that are, that are fighting back and forth and all these fucking cheerleaders for the, the, the Democrats or the Republicans that are fighting about this back and forth ultimately have no idea what they're fighting about. They're fighting because how dare they investigate our president and the other side's going, of course we're investigating, they're investigating him. He's crooked. That's what the, well, that's what, we're, t- we're talking about a lot of things that we have no proof of, and that's true on both sides. But there is a core that I think can be considered settled, and that is Russia's involvement in our elections and our current administration's response to that. That's a major problem right there. And that's what's at the core of this. I absolutely agree with I agree with you on that. And that just like I agree with you that the only comment from anybody involved in this investigation should be no comment. You'll get our you'll get what we have you'll hear what we have to say when we present our findings. Well And I and I understand that Trump is listen- that Trump is throwing nonsense out there trying to just keep everybody off balance i'm just what i'm pointing out is it definitely seems to be working because even people who are so supposedly following this story when you start questioning them you just get vague answers and i'm going well then what are you arguing about with other people you're arguing about something you have no knowledge of shut up and wait for the facts to come out Mm -hmm. I, i mean that's 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 what's infuriating to me. I mean, I hear about this shit constantly anytime I see a news clip of the mainstream media. And it's, you know, Fox is, of course, taking Fox's position and MSNBC's taking their position and CNN's getting fucking bukkakied from all directions because they're just the, the lowest hanging fruit, apparently, in, in, in Trump's mind. They're the easiest people to pick on as out, of the, out of the cable news networks. And right. I, I'm do, just going to do some dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just sitting here going, I don't what 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 are we arguing about? It's like when when they went after. OK, when they went after Clinton on the blowjob, you knew exactly what they were looking for. Did you lie under oath? Did you fuck this woman? What did you know? Exactly. That's what it was real cut and dry. Like this just seems like there's a very wide net and people are wanting to act like and by people. I mean, people who the the like you well, put it. You put it perfectly earlier in the show. The Twitter war people. The people who want to go to war online. 
the keyboard warriors, yeah. you know, AKA pussies. They want to fucking sit there and flap their fucking gums from behind the keyboard. Like they know something and they don't know shit. So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Cause you're not helping, helping or hurting. Ask yourself that before you hit fucking send stupid. And these people don't do this shit. And it's, it's just, what we got big, let them fucking investigate. Let's get the fucking results of the investigation. Then we can all fucking sit around and, and argue and hate on each other. That's all I'm at. What, I don't know any investigation. Like I said, if there was a serial killer on the loose, the cops wouldn't be feeding you information constantly. But, okay, but don't we all do this? Isn't this just built into our nature that we all had an opinion on whether OJ was guilty or not? Before even fucking the before the trial started, and that you was know, in, that, that was exactly what I'm talking. Okay, thank you. You're, you're you you put it way more succinctly than I could have. I kind of feel like this is like the O.J. Simpson trial. I heard a bunch of evidence for. They even seated a jury, and I remember going, "What the fuck? This, is this how the legal system's supposed to work? No, it's not how the legal system's supposed to work." And just like the OJ trial, OJ's defense, where did they fight where did they fight the trial? Not really that well in the courtroom. They fought it in the court of public opinion. I mean they they got every they poisoned the well before fucking like I said, they even called anybody for jury duty to be questioned. And that's what mm-hmm. Trump's doing. That's what it's what it at least it's what it comes off like. And it's like every fucking day I hear something new and I go, wait, where does this fit into the puzzle? We don't know. Shut up. File it away and and, okay. and move on. I mean, well, wait, what are we, why are you why are you stirring the pot on this? Unless it's just to let's keep people fucking at each other's throats over nonsense. Because well, we've accepted that politics is just another branch of entertainment for us in this country. Well, okay, I'll give you that. There is a lot of entertainment in that. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that. I mean. Uh, but the other thing is, I don't know. I don't know what your counter is. You know, what's the opposite of the, of the current situation? Because it's it's worth talking about, whether we know facts or not. This is a discussion worth having. I don't. I I don't know, man. Okay. I, I get. I guess I'm not making myself clear, or we're just so far from agreeing that it just feels that way. I, look, I, I totally get that Trump has people on his staff whose entire job it is is to just muddy the fucking waters. That is all their job is, to cast doubt on whoever he points his finger at and says, make people doubt them. And this is, this is like, like we, we said earlier in this conversation, this is no different than what he did with the press he's doing with the FBI. And let's be honest, not a whole lot of fans of the FBI, all right? It's not like the FBI is like some beloved federal agency, all right? I mean, so it's... It's, it, it's, it's interesting, like, <laughs> the institutions that they choose to prop up and then the others that they'd like to tear down. Because if you're military or police, you're automatically a saint. If you're FBI, you're probably corrupt. Anything above the state level, yeah, they want to cast doubt on. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, okay, local police... Sheriffs and state police, we're fine with them. Oh, you're a, you're a Fed. Well, the Fed, federal government's fucked, so you must be fucked. I mean, that, that's it. Seems like that's the thinking of a lot of people, right or wrong. You, you're not going to change their minds overnight. 
And yeah, the military, well, the military is a sacred cow we can't touch. Mm. You know, well, I mean, we imagine if the, imagine if the learned, military was the one responsible for investigating and prosecuting the president. Well, first of all, if he was being prosecuted under the Uniform Court of Military Justice, he's guilty till proven innocent. That's how the, that's how the military works. You have you have yeah. no presumption of innocence in the military. You are guilty. They don't give a fuck. You, it's your job to prove you're innocent. I'm just saying, like, we'd have a very different story of of what goes on in the military. Well, you know, and it, and it, 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 once again, what the military is used as what. It's used when they're convenient. The rest of the time, oh, shut yeah. up. We don't want to think about you. Well, what about oh, our homeless don't... veterans? And oh, the military's not going to get paid because of the shutdown. Fuck yeah, that, the, the, the government is going to shut down and, and hurt the military. I understand. Trump kept saying, "Oh, Schumer wants to hurt the military with this government shutdown." <laughs> what is? What does that fucking mean? I guess. I guess what I'm getting at, Aaron, and I just, I, per usual, I took the long way around to say it. Trump is, he, he's throwing out shit to, to just get mass confusion going, get fucking people go, you know, doubting whatever. And I feel, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're taking, so we're taking the bait. I would say, I would say he's yeah. meddling in the investigation. He I mean, but he's not dumb enough to. like a guilty person. Yes. Yes. Flat out. He was doing what somebody is guilty would do in his situation. I mean, okay, if if I was accused of a crime that I 100% didn't do, I'd be like, okay, go ahead. Ask, ask me all the questions you want. Otherwise, I'm going to stay the fuck away from it. Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to. It would be more hurtful to your cause if it even looked like you were meddling in it. Exactly. I mean, there's that's why we have laws against witness tampering. And, you know, hey, be horrible if you testified and then, boom, something happened to you or your family. That, that'd be a shame. I mean, that's a crime. And, but you know, the part of the reason it, why... When the president does it through his, through his people, oh, that's perfectly fine. And it, to me, that's a bigger story that the news should be covering because right now... We don't have a whole lot of facts on the investigation. It's the fact that he's doing this and going, they should be like, whoa, excuse me, has anyone seen this besides us? I think this is part of the problem is that we have established a lot of things. You know, if you want to make a, a judgment on whether Trump is honest or not about whether there's any collusion here with Russia, you have a very simple story that he's laid out for you himself. He can't keep it straight why he did something as simple as his, well, it wasn't simple, but his firing of Comey. He contradicts his, his own story publicly about why he fired Comey and admitted that the Russia investigation was part of that. Now, that right there tells you a lot about whether this man is guilty or not. But that didn't seem to be enough for a lot any amount of people to jump off the Trump train. There's nobody, the scales fell from their eyes and they said, I see the light now. I understand who this man is. If anything, they doubled down on attack on somebody who they consider to be their president. And so the stories keep coming. I mean, I think a lot of this, the, uh, certainly these endless Russia stories every day, Picking apart the little bits of information that we that we get is because it 
gets clicks, it gets eyeballs, it, it drives people to the news. And I, another part of this is hoping that we'll, people will stay engaged and start to get converted, possibly. I mean, I, I think that's kind of a naive position, but and, and it's opposing the, the motives of, of people involved in, in investigating these stories, but I, it seems like there's this idea that they can lay out enough of the story to actually convince somebody. And the problem is, is that nobody else feels like they can be convinced, want to be convinced, that people can even change their minds, that these are just, we're, we're talking about two different sides of the U.S. that are at an impasse. Stop telling me nothing and tell me when something significant happens. I mean... That's where no, I'm why? at on it. Like, you have the choice whether to read the, the story or not, whether it gets whether you watch it on the news or however you can you can choose whether you want to pay attention to it or not cuz what's the end game of getting what, everybody whipped up over nothing so you get so, so some more eyeballs see it how is russia involved in our elections and the white house <laughs> no i'm saying completely, no i'm saying there's always how is, how is that nothing no i'm like, saying there is no it's not nothing i know listen to me i'm saying there's so much there's been so many stories of them making so much, so much to do, so much to do of, of no for nothing. Hey, we're, we're, it was pretty much it. We took thirty seconds to tell you nothing. They interviewed somebody and act like it's a huge, big fucking deal. If the if the story isn't about here's what was in the interview, it's fucking a zero. It's just filling airtime. It's whipping everybody up for no reason. And I mean, I I I, I have to. Be- <laughs> I want to believe, let me, let me put it that way, that people aren't naive enough to think that, oh, no other country would ever meddle in our elections just because we do it all the time. I mean, that would never happen to us. We're the U.S. Are you, if, they're that, if people are that naive, I, to strip away another layer of hope for humanity. I mean, if, I, to, to me, that's, that's like, duh. Of course, of course Russia would try to fuck with our elections, would try to sway shit to go the way they want shit to go that's that's politics that's international politics we do yeah that's what i'm saying that's nothing new right that is that is not anything new under the sun and i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm overestimating the people who understand that that is a daily part of life in this world maybe there's a lot more that don't understand that 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 still have delusions that they're living in leave it to beaver land where we're the you know the big baddie on the block and no one messes with us i think most have acquiesced to the fact that russia was involved it's just now up for debate whether that actually meant anything or not like sure sure russia tried to meddle with our election but they were unsuccessful all they did was you know, put some Facebook stories out there. Hey, speaking of Facebook, have you guys, uh, I'm not, I haven't been on my Facebook page in forever. I know that there were some changes made to the news feed. I wondered if you guys had seen any, any I, reflection of that I, on your feed. I scroll down once a month. Couldn't tell you. I've, I've not, stuck no scrolling down policy. Not that I've really seen. I, I mean, I, but then again, I... <laughs> 
I tend to I tend to poke my nose into to news from all over the spectrum to try to get a feel for where everybody's coming from. So I seek it out. I don't try to insulate. Seems like Facebook is saying if you want to insulate yourself from certain things, we're going to make it easier to do so. Oh, you get a safe space on Facebook now? I, I mean, I guess I I don't. I, here's the thing. It, 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 this is another thing that is kind of vague because <clears throat> the last report I heard on it uh, was that they're going to leave it up to the Facebook users to vote on what they consider credible news sources. And I just was like, okay, because that'll work out. Well, what I, mean, I come the fuck on now. Let's be honest here. The the recent changes were supposed to be. Uh, less from businesses and more from family and friends because that's what Facebook users have told us we've wanted. Or what what they wanted is more things to to engage their family and friends. I read that story like eight times. Oh well, you know what happened? I, I just also thought about this. I also run an ad blocker on Facebook, so I don't see all that suggested post. You know, hey, check this news story out. Shit, I only see stuff from what I uh, want. You know, what I'm saying from 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 things I've subscribed to. Or I've liked, you know. I mean, it's like case in point. I <laughs> I don't really I don't I, I don't like fight Fox News or follow them on Facebook, but I don't really need to because I have so many friends and family that constantly share their stories. Uh-huh. But I don't see advertisements for them. I don't see you know, hey, check out this you know suggested story for you, whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I know on at least on desktop, Facebook has a, a you know they're they're trending shit, and you can you know go top trends, politics, sports, whatever the fuck, and look at the top stories. And most of the, I, I will say this: I am. Remember when we said that Facebook had made a decision on how what where on the political spectrum you are, and we all checked ours. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Judging by what I'm. Because I'm clicking on it right now. I'm on politics. I got the New York Times, Mediaite, BuzzFeed, Daily Record, Raw Story, Slate. I think you can pick up the Facebook thinks I'm, you know, bleeding heart communist. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm a snowflake that's triggered easily. Uh, so I don't I don't know what this what they're talking about. I I haven't noticed seeing a lot of family and friends post more than usual in fact sometimes i don't see people's post and then someone will comment on it and it's a post from three days ago and they're set to show in my news feed so i don't know what the fuck's going on facebook it, it might it's probably a work in progress still it's not it's definitely not perfected whatever it is so right yeah, I, well I, but I, I don't think you are the the problem user in in these cases i mean you are skeptical enough to, if you read something that looks like it's crazy on Facebook, go, wait a minute. <laughs> let's, let's find out what the real story is here. And, and you mean triggeredcuck.com isn't a viable news source? <laughs> right. Most people are just, you know, maybe just skimming the story, sometimes even just reading a headline. <laughs> and passing it on. Hey, Chris has a no scroll down policy, and I understand it. But the unintentional humor that I get from looking at comments on any type of article with a controversial headline, because 
it becomes real clear within four or five comments who read the fucking article and who just read the headline. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything on that gets posted on Twitter, people start commenting on it with like specific questions in the comments, and I'm like. It's right in the first paragraph. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, you, if you bother to take your thumb and click on it and take right. 10 seconds to read it, right. you would get and all of this of info. there's plenty people that will respond back like, I'm not going to read the articles to you. Like, just, <laughs> if you're really curious, there's something you could do, which is read it. What do the kids say nowadays? TLDR? Too long, didn't read? But, it, but they're not. They're not really curious, though. They just want to be part of the conversation. No, and, and yeah, and yeah, but I think I think Facebook. Have a conversation just, like a gunfight? Don't you want to show up to a gunfight with a gun? Like, just want to show up to a conversation, like you know, armed with information. But you know, that's just me. I'm old. You know, a whopping thirty-eight. Grandpa, yeah, I, get off my lawn. I know. I mean, it's it. it you know, but if we had to take a test, we might actually crack a book that. The test is based on. All right. I know that's a very weird thing to some people, uh, but no, you're. I you, you hit on something. You're absolutely right. It's the whole. Everybody wants to comment on something. Everyone wants to feel like their input's being listened to. And I think this is just my speculation. I think Facebook wants to be more of a middle of the road, don't run people off, everything to everybody type. So you know, piece of social media, It'll and it's just make a platform. Yeah, kind of, and I just don't know if it's possible, man. Well, yeah, I mean, the the problem here is a is one that Facebook created, I and mean, they're the ones that started pushing the news on their platform. And, and let's be honest, <coughs> you can't have a platform where anybody can say anything and then not expect to not offend people. It's not going to happen. If you really, if your if your goal is anyone can say anything, and this is open and free and uncensored, and you can share your, you're going to offend somebody. Oh, at wait some a minute, point. who's saying that that Facebook is uncensored in some fashion? I mean, we, oh no, Facebook to me definitely wants to, it wants to give you the the option to you can have everything from maybe a PG to a hard R experience, but they don't want you to have the NC seventeen and above. Oh, right. you know, they make clear decisions on certain content that doesn't even make it on there. I mean, I didn't even realize until a couple of years ago when I first signed up for Twitter and was just, you know, browsing, scrolling through, and I, all of a sudden there's just hardcore porn. I mean, this dude just plowing this chick's asshole. Yeah, and I'm like, Twitter. I was like, what? That's allowed on Twitter? I guess it is. Because oh, you, yeah. you see that shit on Facebook, that shit is gone. Depending on where it's posted, if it's an open post, it's gone fairly quick. But if it's like a if it's a private post in a private group or something, it might hang around for a little bit. But there is there is something interesting that Facebook is doing now, which is it's it has the ability to recognize certain things that you post and will take them down automatically without them even being reported. For the first right. time in nine years of being on Facebook, I got I had something removed and I got a message from Facebook explaining it didn't meet. Uh, community standards and I was like I see this picture all over the place this isn't there was no nudity no gore or anything apparently I guess 
Yeah, there's an algorithm built into the to, to Facebook to where if enough people complain about a certain type of picture from a certain source, right. it's automatically banned. What's so. funny is it will let me post Sporgy. It will let me post the Weedsman podcast. But if I want to pay, give them money to promote the post, I am now violating community standards because the word orgy is in the name of our sports podcast. And we dare to talk about cannabis on the so Wisdom Podcast. So what if, what if we started a... It's probably like 9,000 Twitter bots like our fucking posts on our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what, what if someone started a Georgie Porgy Pudding Pie Appreciation page on Facebook? <laughs> <would they not? laughs> I mean, serious. And weed? Dude, one of, the, one of the music sites I follow is called Weedian. It's all about stoner rock and stoner metal and shit. It, it, Weedian. That's the name of the fucking page. No, but and they can say, they can argue it's about music. If you really want to parse the language, you want to play the game they're playing, that's the game they're playing. They can say, no, it's about music. I, no, I got you. If you want to play wordplay with a motherfucker, you, you, can, you, can, you can argue your way around it. Dude, trust me, Google AdWords said no to our site because of, yes, we have content that violates Google fucking community standards. Because apparently I can Google, you know, big black cock smashing, you know, white assholes and get a result. But if I want to promote, you know, if I want to put AdWords on our website that is a weed podcast, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> and what I love is, who's this community? No one asked me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't... This is community you talk of. <laughs> yeah, I, it, to me, Facebook is, it, it, you know, it's just something to... Pass the time. It's something to get a laugh about shit. And honestly, most of my friends are older, and Facebook's usually it, it's definitely skewed towards the older crowd now. So a lot of this is ironic. Or, it started for college kids. I know, right? Uh, it's for when it first started. You had to have a, a, a .edu address to even sign up, if yes. I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I, it's pretty much just a way of you know, hey. Like, buddy of mine and his wife moved back to town not that long ago, and they posted, hey, we're coming, and, you know, sent out through Facebook the invite. And I guess it's like, instead of calling everybody one by one, it's a community bulletin board. That's all I see it as. I don't really see it as my main source of getting news. I definitely don't see it like that. Right, yeah, again, because you're not not the problem user. There are people who that's, who they... That's where they get their. That's where they feel like they're getting the unfiltered information from. That's a really yeah. ironic part of fuckhillary dot com gives me the real news. <laughs> fuck, I your, know, I fuck your lamestream media. I, I. It really is shocking how many people don't read a web address before they post something. Because I'm just like, you think that's a? You seriously think that that? is a legit news source. That website is... Remember that? I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about, you know, Obama and admitted something. And I sent it to you guys, and I'm like, look at this GeoCities or GeoCities, whatever, looking website from 1999. Oh, no, you know, remember, it was, the, the, it was Obama said the American people must do the right thing and give him a third term or something like that. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And that website looked like something that, like, a fifth grader, fuck, that's an insult to fifth grader, a third grader fucking around with. Hey, but you, you gotta know, give third graders. Because it literally looked like a third grader put it together. I mean, I, it, it was ridiculous. 
And I'm just going, people are passing this around like it's a real story. Get the fuck out of here. I can't even believe how people can look at Fox News as a credible source for anything. I think. I can't. I was, there, there's a story that they had the other day about, I guess, they were slagging CNN, you know, another CNN is fake news story because Lester Holt went to North Korea and went to a, a ski resort and did a story there about, you know, because North Korea is going to be involved in the in the Olympics, or at least there's going to be North Koreans, I, I believe, on the South Korean team. Um, not necessarily that North Korea is participating, but uh, behind Lester Holt while he's doing this um, this stand up, as they call it in the business. Where you know he's at the scene and the people are in you know doing. What is the, the deal background. with Koreans? Wait, right now he was up. doing shtick, yeah. And uh, there's just this huge line of people like waiting to go down this hill. There's people everywhere. Tell the North Koreans, hey, there's food at the bottom of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There's food and internet access. Uh, go. Yeah. And it was pointed out that all the people that were in line were all paired up, and they all had matching outfits. I was like, okay, well, that might be an Asian thing, or you know, but it does look suspicious. I mean, from what we know about North Korea, which is not a whole lot, but we know enough that they're not going skiing all the time. So this definitely looks set up. And uh, so Fox News is reporting that you know CNN was totally had by the North Koreans. They staged this. Uh, they, they staged this. Uh, um, uh, what do they call it? Where people, where people go out to ski. <laughs> ski, ski resort. Ski resort. Ski resort. Yes, a resort. Thank you. Kim Jong Un just shows for. up to shred massive powder. <laughs> they they staged this resort and for CNN to do their story, and, and CNN took the bait. Like, well, okay, but we don't know much about North Korea. How do you know that? Because in their reporting, it was like, uh, it was a resort that is uh, almost completely vacant year-round and is known to be such. And it was basically built as a vanity project that, you know, Kim Jong-un wanted to have a fucking ski resort. For these very purposes, to show that, you know, hey, we're a thriving nation over here. We don't have any issues. We're going fucking skiing like white people. So, whoosh. The the multiple sources, though, in the Fox News report, they had, you know, two little blue links on multiple sources. And so I click on multiple, and it takes me to the Daily Mail story that they are referencing for their story. They're reporting on a Daily Mail story about how this resort is vacant and they staged it for a CNN report and CNN got duped, right? So Fox News is basically just re-reporting this, the Daily Mail story that they say is one of the two sources. So what's the other source? A Fox News story. <laughs> you can't <laughs> reference yourself. We learned this during the Fake News Awards. You are not a source. You are not your own source. Right. So, and that's the problem. I, I think Fox is maybe just one of the more blatant uh, news organizations that does this. But that is part of the problem is that 
there'll be one story and everybody runs a story off of that story. And we don't get a lot of multiple corroborations. So, I mean, in the respect, not to dig up the, the Russia investigation thing here, but I think it's applicable that there's a lot of things, you're right, there's a lot of stories where we saw somebody come out of the uh, a meeting and they're probably testifying. And what does that mean to the investigation? Let's have three people on to talk about that for an hour. Um, yeah, that there there is a lot of that that is excessive. But um, I forget what my bigger point here is, though. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> the bigger point was how Fox News, how anyone can consider Fox News a uh, legit source of information for a news story. And I think, <clears throat> like, oh, I just love I, the part that it killed me is, uh, uh, yeah, our source, us, really, is, and mm-hmm. isn't it weird to you guys? It just, it's strange to me because I do remember a time when ABC. CBS and NBC just presented the news instead of trying to get into dick wave, you know, yeah. dick size, you know, and, and waving no, each I, other's dicks I in each other's face. Man, I'm not a fan of knowing what team you're on. Like, I'm just, I'm a fan of objectivity. Yeah, you're a journalist. You're going to tend to be more liberal. Yes, but it has never been so apparent as it has been in my adult life of what side a lot of the news, you know, of. What team a lot of the media outlets are rooting for? Well, it's not even, I mean, it's not even that. I guess I've just begrudgingly accepted that. It's the fact that Fox goes, okay, so in this segment, we're just going to attack CNN for the next five minutes until the next commercial break. It, really? But the other and, ones will do it right back. That's the thing. Is they, Oh, MSNBC has made its whole channel about tearing Fox down. They take the bait. I mean, it's, it's, it's on both sides. I mean, I'm definitely not blind to that I, it just seems uh, it, this isn't news at this point this is just whip out just whip your pants get the presidents of these companies get them on national tv have them drop their pants get a ruler out and let's get it over with and then we can move the fuck out well right and the only time that i watch any sort of tv news is when i want to look for opinion you know and and that's what i guess everything's up for debate you, you have an that's internet connection consider- right that's what I consider, you know, Rachel Maddow's show to be. She has a narrative, you know, she's closely following the Russia investigation and reporting on the ins and outs of it. I find it to be a fascinating story. I want to hear her take on it. It's not where I get my facts from. Again, you know, I have the internet, <laughs> any number of other sources. Are you your own source? Do you set yourself? Yes. <laughs> We have to do, like what they say in, uh, in Great News, Chuck Pierce, the news anchor, says, we have to do what we have always done, read people the news. Yes, that's what you should be doing. Uh, I, it's just, it's, it's silly to me. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, 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 maybe once again, I, I was born way too, way too late <laughs> in, in, the, in the history of the human timeline. Because I just go, I, I don't. I have family members who are completely loyal to one news channel or another, and when I'll talk to them, and, and, and a subject will come up, they spend more time attacking the other news channels than they do discussing what we're talking about. 
Like, well, the, well, CNN reported on it like this. Well, Fox reported on it like this, and Fox is blah, 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 and CNN is blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I, all right, I'm glad you, you know, but sports is dumb, right? Right? Rooting for, rooting, rooting for people that you'll never meet who are paid millions of dollars to do something that really, you know, as far as you're concerned, is dumb. It's stupid, but you're going to sit here and root for these talking heads to attack each other because of who employs them. Okay, okay. It's just, it just, it, it's like award shows. Yeah, like, I know I'm a, I, whatever, it's pretentious, whatever. It, it, really, really? It's a popularity contest. All right, go down the list of people who's never won a Grammy, never won an Oscar, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of talented great artist in there. I don't take my cues from uh, what I listen to from the Grammys or what movies I watch from the fucking Academy Awards. If I did, I, I'd probably be watching a lot of boring-ass movies and listening to a lot of shit music. Hey, you bring up the awards shows. It's a question I asked you guys a pre-show chat. I wanted to, to save the answers for the show. The Oscar nominations came out this week. And Oscar's not so white, which I'm sure somebody somewhere will complain about something. About the nominees, I'm sure they already have. I just don't pay attention that closely. But Get Out shows up in director, or best director, best movie, and best actor. And I pose this question to you guys because you have seen it, I have not. Is it that good? Well, is I this, is this a political pick? I I I would say that it's it's a hard thing to to make a, a judgment on for me because. I am very behind in my movie watching, and I have not seen anything else on this list. I mean, a lot of these are, are more recent movies. I guess the thing for me that gets um, me is it's it's a horror movie. From from, from what I've heard, like it's isn't it isn't it horror movie first? Wait, okay, wait a minute. So you haven't seen the movie? No. All right. It, well, then, fucking watch it. I mean, like, <laughs> it's straddles where a few you, different where genres. Where are you even coming from? Is it that it can't be that good because it's it, it's yeah. horror, and no horror movie has ever been good enough to win an award? Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. I no. mean, it, not traditional uh, supernatural horror, but, but I mean, it's it that movie. I. It's as a kid seeing it. I mean, once again, as a kid, it had some creepy moments when he cuts the power on on Starlin and she's going through the dark in his basement, yeah. and then it shows the, the it shows him through the night vision stalking her, and she can't see shit. That is a tense fucking scene that scared the shit out of me as a little kid. Like that would terrify me if that was happening to me in real life. Right. Like I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I ever heard the term psychological thriller before Science of the Lambs came out. It basically set the template for that type of movie. And I think that was studio marketing because they didn't want it to be labeled as a horror movie. Right. And, Um, you know, horror is just the most applicable category for this movie. It's... uh, it's so difficult to talk about without completely spoiling it. And it's a really enjoyable film. And I do highly recommend watching it. Now, is it, you know, best movie, best actor material? Again, like, 
Dunkirk is probably the oldest movie on here. I still haven't seen that. I haven't seen Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. These have all come out fairly recently, and I haven't kept up with any of this shit. I pl- it's not that I'm avoiding any of these films, but to I mean, I can tell you th- to say to say that like you know the, uh, Daniel. What is his last name? Daniel Kaluuya is the best actor between, you know, a bunch of other performances that I haven't seen. I don't know. Okay, consider this, though. I haven't seen Phantom Thread. I haven't seen Darkest Hour. But I've seen Get Out. I liked Daniel Kaluuya's performance. But I've seen Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman in many films, and I would say they are better actors than that kid. Also... (laughs) Dan, you can oh, put Denzel admit, Washington in there. <laughs> I was, it's quite I the was limb you're going say, out on. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Richie. Absolutely right. I just saw him at the bottom of the list. Denzel, again, those are three actors that are, hands down, better actors than Daniel Kaluuya. And there's nothing wrong with Daniel Kaluuya. And maybe we're going to see a lot more of this guy. And he's going to show a wide range and this, it's totally possible that he could outdo Denzel Washington or, or somebody like Gary Oldman over the course of his career. Who knows? But at this point, it, certainly not from this one performance, he hasn't proven to be a better actor than the, any of those other three. I don't know the other one, Timothy Chamlet. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure what that, I, haven't, I don't know the movie either, actually. I, I really so think I, I'm, very, I'm very, very behind the times to even really be uh, offering an opinion on this. But I, a lot of these we're talking about established names. And Daniel Day Lewis is just <laughs> one of the top actors. So, what, what does it mean to give the award then, though? I mean, ultimately, you'd like, you'd like to think of this as this pinnacle of like whoever did the best at their craft over the course of the last year, that's who gets this award. It's a very purest way to think about it, but it could never just be that, right? So is it ever that? It's never that. There's always politics involved in it. And ultimately... I think if you were to look at the Academy Awards as a body of work to say that here's this group of movies that we've over the span of decades all deemed to be the peak of their time. And that should involve a lot of different things, you know? It it shouldn't always be like, well, I mean, there's been plenty of jokes about uh, ever since like Philadelphia came out, you know, oh, we got to have somebody with like a disability. That's how we get an Oscar. You know, we have to overcome some in, sort of physical challenge. In the nineties, poli- AIDS meant uh, Oscar. But you never go full retard. Right, right. Never go full retard. Oh, so should, should, exactly. should you never so go it's, full it's blown? Like a, like should you stay with HIV, get the Oscar, or do you got to go full blown to get the Oscar? Is that what Tom Hanks proved? And so. If you understand that there's politics involved in here, then what does it really matter? What do you want this to represent? It should represent a, a variety of of different types of movies. It shouldn't be any one genre completely excluded just because you know horror movies don't get nominated traditionally, superhero movies don't get nominated traditionally. I mean, even 
a movie like Shape of Water, which is a little more on the art house side, is still about like Swamp Thing or fucking okay. the you know the Loch Ness monster. All right, I'll post you like a reverse question. Like the re- uh, a lot of people are saying, Wonder Woman got snubbed. Do you think it deserved to be on any of these lists? Oh, unless the movies that I haven't seen are really poor, then no. I mean. Wonder Woman was a great movie, and it was really fun. I, Dude, I swear, when that movie came out, you thought Rosie River, the Riveter came back from the grave and was leading the charge, <laughs> and everyone with a penis was going to be struck down if they got in their way. Like, and the, the hype on it just faded real fucking quick. Oh, uh, the stories, the stories that people were posting on social media about, I took my four-year-old son to see it, and when, when we walked out of the theater... He said he wants to be a woman when he grows up. And I'm like, that child did not say that. And all you need to put at the end of that is, and then everyone clapped. Get the fuck out of here. Stop trying to fucking virtue signal through your kid. Four year, and if he did say some shit like that, that kid don't know what the fuck he's talking about. A four-year-old understands. My four-year-old said that he wishes he was dead. He's suicidal. He don't know what the fuck that means. Four-year-olds are just fucking tape recorders that repeat shit they've heard. Trust me, I've gotten in trouble with my little brother when I said shit, and that was his favorite word for the next week. <laughs> Every time he said it, I'd get glared at by my stepmom. See what you did? I can't help he's a sponge. I, it, look, to me, the best thing the Oscars can do, because all it is is a self-fucking, it's just, it's just self-fellatio for fucking the movie set. That's it. That's all it is. And, you know, they put on, they, they dress up in their, in their their gowns, and they go up and they... Oh, they give these speeches and and make sure us peasants know that how they feel about things. <laughs> uh, but the, to me, the the best thing, Oscars at its best, shine a light on good movies that aren't blockbusters, that aren't tent poles, that maybe will challenge people when they go out and see them, make them think. And I mean, you know, it, looking at the best pictures nominees, it's like I feel like Get Out and. <laughs> I feel like Get Out and probably, honestly, Shape of Water and Dunkirk are just like, they're the, you know, well, hey, we're going we're gonna to put some more popular movies in there. Because the rest of them, it's like, Call Me By Your Name, mm, Darkest Hour, nope. Only thing I know about Phantom Thread is Paul Thomas Anderson directed it, and it's Daniel Day-Lewis' right. last movie. Right. Uh, the Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, no idea. Denzel Washington's nominated for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh, if you said, have you seen Roman J. Israel Esquire? I'd go, no, I don't need to see an attorney. Why would no, I? Oh, that's supposed to be looking for him, yeah. Why, does he have a commercial on TV <laughs> yeah. or something that's yeah. really funny? Like, uh, yeah, is he taking down Figer Law? What is yeah, he doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, I was saying, I mean, is he a new pinching attorney? Yeah. So, I mean, t- that is the value I find in the Oscars. I ultimately, like, perfect example when the hurt locker come out i went to go see it and besides me and my wife at the time there's probably like 15 people in the movie theater and we really liked it and then when it it was nominated i was like i mean i liked it but best picture i mean i don't know all right and then when it won people how did it win how did it win and then it hit me wait a minute who directed that movie Catherine bigelow yep I'm like, oh, okay. And that was kind of the beginning of me like realizing like, so they're kind of making statements with nominations and who they award these awards to. 
And if that's the case, then they're not really awarding who the best movie necessarily, the best director necessarily. They're making statements. Well, I don't they're, care to hear your statements. I watched your movie. That's your statement as far as I'm concerned. I don't – well – I don't see it so much as a statement. It's like it's not judged based on just pure art. It's based on impact. And, you know, a, a movie like Get Out, if it was made 20 years ago, might have made very little impact, you know? It might have had a, like a cult following, kind of been like a Donnie Darko film that, you know, ends up being some sort of cult classic. But, you know, in our current political climate it made a really big impact and i think that's what ultimately the movie i mean if you it would be nice to just judge art based on art but to say like i'm gonna judge get out based on every other academy award-winning film to come prior to it doesn't really even seem fair every movie you know that every movie that's successful in some way that's successful necessarily like it makes millions and billions of dollars but just makes an impact in some way does so because it's telling the right story at the right time and maybe that's part of what's rewarding or maybe they just say there's not enough fucking black people being represented here let's give one to get out because it's a good movie it's just straight up like what's wrong with that <laughs> it's an award <laughs> show Nothing as long as, (laughs) I mean, nothing. Nothing as long as you don't try to dress it up as something else. I mean, if you're going to be that flat out about it, I have no, I have no problem. See, that's that's my problem with a lot of this shit. Is that, you know, was it two years ago? Oscars so white and blah 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 and all this. Mm -hmm. All right, whatever. You know, then what? BET don't have an award show. Last time I checked, they do. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 don't, I don't see oh. Eminem sweeping oh, the BET awards. Separate but so, equal, Rich? Huh? Sure, if that's how you want to look at it. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying oh, is well, I, don't go, I don't go to the Country Music Awards <laughs> and bitch that ICP didn't win album of the, you know, well, no, record of the year the songs, or, or artist of the year. The song of the year for the Grammys this year. It's, it's, it's so white. <laughs> The song of the year for the Grammys this year. It's all it's all black people. It's all minorities. You, you don't see any, uh, you know. Where's that campaign? Grammys so yeah. black. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, you know, fucking, I'm sure. I'm sure Stormfront's got something that you know. This is bullshit and blah blah blah. And, well, then don't and don't watch it. Do what I fucking do. Don't watch it. Not that hard. I got other things to do. You know, I can get high and go jerk off. That's probably going to be a better time than watching the Oscars. All right. Wait, I mean, people I, talk I, about popular things in culture like they are forced to consume them. Like, too many superhero movies and all the music awards are bullshit. And like, dude, there's so much other shit out there. Like, just <laughs> you have choices more than more than ever before. Exercise and, and that's, them. That's that's kind of how I felt with the Ghostbusters reboot, whatever the fuck it ended up. What did they settle on what they were trying to call it? It's like, look, I get it. I understand. Okay. You're, you're trying to ride this, this, this new wave of feminism to the bank, but don't act like you're trying to change the fucking world with this movie. 
And that's what they were doing. And it turned into anyone who said, I really have no interest in seeing it. All of a sudden, you're a woman hating rapist and you kick cats. And, you know, and it's like, what? No, I just don't want to see a shitty fucking Ghostbusters movie. I don't want to see Ghostbusters 2. Do I hate Bill Murray? I hate white people. I hate Harold Ramis. You hate Carpathians. I hate shitty movies. That's uh, sorry. I I saw the preview. It didn't appeal to me. I didn't chuckle once. Why would I go see the movie? And it, and it it was this attitude of if you don't see this, then you're supporting segregation, oppression, and blah 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 of women. No, it's I don't want to see it. I'm like okay, out of everything that's been nominated, like you, Aaron, I've seen Get Out, The Post. I actually do want to see Shape of Water. I'll probably watch Phantom yeah. Thread. I'll probably watch. Yeah, Dunkirk. I man, I don't know. I mean, here's the. I love Christopher Nolan and his movies. I love Memento. I love you know yeah. uh, Insomnia. Yeah. But I got to be in a mood to watch when he goes out of the like. I can't. I can't just put on Memento because it's Wednesday night, eight o'clock, and I just want to watch a movie. I got to be in a mood yeah. to watch that. I hear you, and I, I definitely got to be, well, I'm not necessarily an aficionado of war films as a genre. If they're done right, then the, and there's actually a personal story being told there, then I'm in for it. But it sounds like this is just a war film. Like, every review that I've heard about is like, yeah, there's not really much story there, but it sure is beautiful. Like... Okay, but who's got time for that? There's so many more better stories out there to be told. And, you know, the, where Christopher Nolan, to me, is more interesting is in a lot of the things that aren't necessarily in the story. You know, um, like, well, it, you know, Inception and uh, uh, what was the Matthew McConaughey um, Space Journey one? Interstellar. Yeah, thank you. Inception and Interstellar are two perfect examples. These are stories where some dubious shit goes on, right? And it's just kind of spackled over. I mean, there's major fucking plot holes in these movies. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't obscure the story that Christopher Nolan is telling in these movies. And if anything, if you're really engaged in the general story that's being told, you'll bring something to it. Everyone's got their, you know, their theories about, you know, how it really, how an inception could actually be possible or, or whether there's, you know, any kind of scientific fact behind the things that happen in Interstellar. I mean, I think that, so there's a bit of a kind of a mystery there. There's something that... I don't know if me watching Dunkirk, what I would get out of that, right? There's not any twist to a tank movie. It's a boat movie, technically. Yeah, boat no. Movie, whatever. <laughs> like, I think, I I, well, it also, I, I, I agree with you because I find a lot of war movies either tend to be... Horrifying? They're, they're either, yeah, it's either propaganda to, hey, look, look how wonderful... You know, the good guys in this war movie are, and feel like 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 uh, American Sniper. I mean, that movie was just. First of all, 
his quote unquote autobiography is bullshit. And so you're basing a movie based on facts on a bullshit autobiography. Yeah. And they further bullshitted it up for the movie. I got to watch that movie and I was like, that is all right. But I felt like I was being force fed propaganda. And then there's the war movies that show you, like, they want to show you the horror of war. And I mean, look, I. I'm not taking anything from that. I don't need to be gut shot to know I don't want to be gut shot. Okay, I know war is horrible. And then there's the very rare movies, or, and, and I'm specifically thinking of like, like Generation Kill, which is technically not a movie, it's a miniseries, but it's more about the people and what's happening with them while they're in there than trying to shove a message down your throat Either way, you know, saying wars, you know, hey, look, look at our here heroic men and women in the military, or wars horrific, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then there's movies like, and this is a very old movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's called The Longest Day. It's about the uh, uh, the D-Day invasion, and they did something back in the, I think it was the 50s, even maybe even early 60s, that was unheard of for a war movie. They had two separate scenes in the movie. One was the Allies, and they had, something had just gone wrong, and the generals were talking, and they looked at each other, and they said, you know, the way this war is going, sometimes I wonder whose side God is on. And then they showed the, the, the Nazis, and they had just had some shit happen, and they turned and looked at each other and said, the way this war is going, sometimes I wonder whose side God is on. <laughs> you don't really get that from many war movies, and especially from yeah. back then, you know. So, I mean, it's... It well, has think, to, to me. I can't go for the. I can't go for the extremes on either side, and, and and it has to have something more than just ooh big explosions for two hours. That doesn't do anything for me. Right. To to me, war is kind of war film is kind of a genre film, the same way as like a, you know horror or even like a cowboy film or western, I should say. But it, it, to me, it sounds like Dunkirk is a. Is if like you made a western and it was all about the horses, <laughs> like like I'm not I'm not interested in a story where and it seems like there are a lot of war films out there where the war is the story and the character almost and to me like I may be attracted to certain genres like I like superhero stories but it's not because I have like a cape fetish or some shit like I look for the good stories there and the and find them. And the good stories are about the same, you know, it's the same requirements that you would have for a good story in any other media. You're looking for a personal story. You're looking for a challenge that is overcome. You're looking for growth in a character or something like that. These are what we're attracted to. So, yeah, I mean, whether fictional or not, how a war ended up is not the interesting story. It's about the people involved in that that I'm more interested in. And that's why I like The Hurt Locker as much as I do. And for all the flaws in that movie, and there, Jesus Christ, never watch that movie with anyone who served active duty. Holy shit. Yeah. It is like Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> with the Marine Corps. It is just, that's bullshit, that's bullshit, that's bullshit. And I'm like, it's a fucking movie, dude. Calm down. Huh. But... Uh, the whole point of the movie that seemed to got that seemed to be lost on a lot of people is pretty much 
shoved in your face at the end when he goes when he when he rotates back home and he goes grocery shopping and he's sitting there holding two boxes of cereal and it's taking him like three minutes to decide between the two yet put a bomb in front of him and he's decisive and can act on instinct no no problem he can't handle everyday life he's addicted to the adrenaline that it comes from war and then boom what happens at the end he goes right back Leaves his wife, leaves his kid, and goes right back to the sandbox. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the movie. That's the, some people. I mean, of the three major characters, you had um, Anthony. Oh shit! No, that's not his name. The black guy. I can't remember who plays the Falcon. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Yes, that is his name. Um, you had Anthony Mackie, who was. It just seemed like your average guy who joins the military and is like, like I, you know, I joined for you know training and money for school and and so i got caught up in this war shit you had the the one guy i can't remember his that actor's name not not jeremy renner but the other guy who just was like probably he he reminds me of the type of guy that watches the recruiting commercials and hears the fucking godsmack music and he's like i gotta join gets a dope bro yeah and then he gets there and he finds out yeah war ain't like a video game there's no reset button then you had jeremy renner's character who was built for that shit like he was almost the type of person who specifically made to be a lifer in the military. And he can't with, for all the, the bullshit you put up in the military, sometimes the structure of it serves a certain type of personality and so, it shows you all three of it. Somebody would be attracted to the military, even if they didn't advertise. Exactly. Exactly. And so many people I've seen, I've, you know, I, I've talked to about that movie and they're like, I didn't get the point of that movie. What's the point of that movie? War is bad in Iraq? I got that. I don't need your fucking bleeding heart liberal faggots telling me that. And I'm like, that's what you took from the movie? I stepped in puddles deeper than you, dude. Stop, all right? Go play in the corner while adults talk. I mean, it's... So, yeah, war movies, eh, they're they're very hit or miss for me. I'm with you on that. And it's not about accuracy for me either. Like, I... the, The last war-oriented movie I would say that I saw that I really enjoyed was Jarhead. And I've heard plenty of stories about how none of the, sh- none of the shit that we witnessed in that movie would go down like that. Like they, never, they would never use live ammo in training. Like, okay, I don't care if it's true or not. I wasn't looking at it as a documentary. It gave me an experience that I felt was, was real and it, and it felt real because I, I saw it through the eyes of these these fully fleshed out characters in this movie. I'm there to be entertained. Well, on top of that, I think Peter Sarsgaard gave one of the fucking most underrated performances in that movie of a guy um, who it was just like so good. Like, let me go hide in the military, and he wants nothing. Once he gets there, he wants nothing more than to be a marine for the rest of his life. And they bounce him out because he lied on his application about a drug conviction, which. <laughs> I don't know the numbers, Dude, but that happens quite a lot. <laughs> that <laughs> me just that fucking that scene when they when they uh, call him off his shot and yep. and and pulling an airstrike, I was just like, I don't know if it, there's not many actors that can put you in the mindset of a character like that. I think uh, many other actors that would have tried to play that role. You would have just looked at him as like the psychopath. You know, there's something wrong with that guy and he's bloodthirsty. But he pulled it off so that I felt sympathy for this guy. 
Somebody who, at the end of the day, all he really wanted to do, it wasn't even about anything personal, anything like that particular guy or these people or anything. He just wanted to be the one that pulled the trigger on a human and end their lives. Because that's I mean, that, all that's so, he had been trained to do. Right, but you, and you, you understood that. Whereas there's, we've seen that character in so many other films, and he's just a villain. He's just a guy who is, you know, miswired in some way. He's, a, like I said, he's a psychopath. I, well, I thought he represented the, from this aspect, the perfect Marine. And when they start talking about politics and oil and shit when they first get there, he goes, fuck uh-huh. politics. We're here. Right. That's all that matters. That is the mindset I guess I would strive for in that situation. Because if I got, if I got so wrapped up in the politics behind why I'm there, I'd probably go, I'd probably go nuts. I mean, it, 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 right. it would be like, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this. Fuck this. What? Because you got some fucking stripes on your arm. I'm supposed to listen to you. That's it. Who gives a shit? Fuck you. You know, and that, that attitude, you don't get too far in the military. <laughs> Did you send home? If you're lucky, <laughs> if not, you're going to be doing a lot of time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It war war movies are hard because I, I I don't want when I recommend something like like something like Generation Kill to somebody or something you know uh, the longest day. I don't want to come off like I'm glorifying war. If you get my if you get my drift, because I know a lot of people who like yeah. really like war movies and it's. That's right, kill that motherfucker, cut that gook's head off, and all that shit. Like, I've watched Platoon with friends who were rooting for the Americans when they were ransacking the village, and, and you know, the dude, I can't remember, I, I think it was Charlie Sheen's character, snapped, and he's like, dance, motherfucker, and he's shooting at the guy with one leg, uh-huh. and the guy's trying to hop away from him, and he's like, that's right, that's right, get that zipper head gook motherfucker, and I'm like, god damn, bro. What about the Did someone hurt you when you were younger? Guy in full metal jacket. <laughs> Get some! Yeah. Get some! That guy. Yeah, well, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like 10, 11, and it didn't really hit me. And then I saw it when I was a little bit older, and I I laughed at the absurdity of it, and now I see it, and I'm just like, oh, boy, that's the motherfucker that you don't want moving in next to you when he rotates to the world. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the dude who's like, hey, I was, I was a... Machine gunner on a fucking helicopter, and let me tell you, I got me fifty confirmed kills, and it's like, oh boy, yeah. I, none of my trees are hanging over your property line, right? My, okay, well, as long as we're good, yeah. you know. Ten meds check, a day. Check the mail. Don't make eye contact, type thing. Yeah, but uh, I, I, yeah, and and another thing, I, I I wanted to bring this up when I heard about the post. Um, I'm assuming we haven't seen it, but. I mean, everybody here hasn't seen it. Not yet, but I intend to, yeah. Same here. From the reviews I've read, I kind of feel like that was Hollywood's reaction. see where Hanks takes a leak. Because <laughs> he does in every single fucking movie. It'll be there. It's like Brad Pitt eating while he's doing in the middle of a scene. He does it every movie. <laughs> um, what, you think he just gets hungry and writes it into his contract? I think he's just like, Brad you know, Pitt wants a meal. Every he, wants, he doesn't day. know what to do with his hands. <laughs> well, I was always in his hands start floating up by the side of his head, and they're like, "Give him something to eat." 
I thought it was just because he's he he's, he looks like he does. He just wants to prove he's a normal human being who eats normal shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we, dude, we get. Or it. he used to be a big stoner. He's just hungry. Get this man some chili fries. Yeah, I think in in true romance, he was playing Floyd from personal experience. I would say that that is. He, 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 I'm like, oh, he sucked on a fucking honey bear bong before. Yeah, that's that's probably his own from home. Uh, it's got B BP. It's got his initials in it. But no, from all the reviews I've read for the about the post, yeah, you I, let I, it. I, Floyd smoked it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I kind of get the uh, impression that that movie was kind of made as a not so subtle, like fuck you to the fake news crowd. I don't know if you've read any reviews or not, but. Well, I mean, certainly it's. I heard a review by uh, Mark Bernardin, who is uh, a writer, this guy who uh, co-hosts Kevin Smith's uh, nerdy podcast, Batman on Batman. And he has, well, he's a journalist as well. And. He said that he loved that the hell out of that movie and got all teary-eyed at the end of it because it was a movie about journalism where journalism was the hero, where the where the there was the satisfaction at the end of it of like all this work was was uh, was just some good end of some sort. Sure, was it crying for how it used to be? Oh, back when there used to be journalists. Back when yeah. newspapers were actually yeah. When they were allowed to be journalists, where it was about being accurate, not being first. But, you know, I mean, thats I don't want to say that that's why it's being looked at as a, you know, a nominee for best picture. Oh, no, I'm just talking but, about but, why it was, like, the, the subtext of the movie, I guess. I'm not talking about why it was nominated. Oh, no, I, I know, I know. I was kind of looping, looping the man it back. Was crying. Oh, pure journalism. Well, hey, can I throw... Uh, a bit of conspiracy theory. Actually, I don't have a theory behind this. It just smells funny. Remember? Sure, why the not? Story? I don't think it's been that kind we, of we week. didn't talk about. We didn't talk about this on the show. I don't. I don't believe. But there was the false missile alert in Hawaii that happened. Uh, well, this is a couple of weeks ago now, right? Yes. Yeah. Thirty-eight minute span in between sending out an alert that missiles are on their way to then sending out a "Oops, my bad." <laughs> And apparently could have happened 15 minutes sooner had the gentleman remembered his Twitter password. Why is the fucking ballistic missile warning system hooked up to your Twitter? No shit. I'm, I'm not. Wait, I, I didn't read this. What is it? Or was it maybe what just so he Twitter? could send out the warning and go, whoops, no. Yeah, the, the story came out a couple of days ago that it could, have, it could have ended 15 minutes sooner had the... Uh, the information minister or fucking whatever remembered his Twitter password. Oh, okay, so whoever had to, like, override the alert. Yeah. And it... But what is... It could have been 23 minutes, not 38. He used used the same password for Twitter that he did for his security code, I would guess? uh, He uh, he said he couldn't remember it. I don't know. Then then he has to... Uh, Forgot password. They send it to to his Yahoo email account that he forgot the password to that. And then, like, oh, you know, my Hotmail like, email. I haven't used that in twenty years. <laughs> At AOL dot com. Fuck. Well, I don't know. There was a story that just hit while we were recording about how the employee who's b- 
being blamed and has already been reassigned for uh, it, for this false alert. That's why you got to get a is, government job, man. You just get is, reassigned. You don't get fired. Right, yeah. He Well, he's now refusing to cooperate with the investigation, and I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, well, it's like, wait, what? Why would he? I think, well, I think all three of us are all in that camp. Like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like I said, this hit while, while we've been recording, and I kind of scanned through the story, and there's not any, there's not a statement from him. You know, I, I have no idea why he wouldn't be cooperating with it. It just kind of reeks. Like, this seems like if this was the cut and dry story, like they're telling it, then what's the, what's the big deal here? And yeah, I mean, I get that they're going to have to do it. They have to do an investigation. They, 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 there's know. no two ways around it. To me, that's a real short interview. Why'd you hit that button? I fucked up. I don't know about you, but I believe him. Okay, interview over. I, I, I what do you? I mean, unless it's maybe he's afraid to, to lose his job and he's being advised. It doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't just. But, I hit the wrong button. Yeah, I'm but it's sorry. Not, it's not like it's not like you can just hide out and be like, maybe they'll just forget about me. <laughs> well, I mean, look, is did it scare the shit out of I've people? I've been resta- restationed to Alaska. It'll just that'll be the end of it. Well, they can go. He, he can go bang. Uh, what's her face? Sarah Palin. There you go. It's it's, it's your it's conversation, got, buddy. We need, we need to get this guy an assignment. We're no with no missiles. I repeat, no missiles. Well, well that's what I was going to say. It's not like he accidentally launched a missile. He hit the wrong right. button. Apparently, the test button to test to see if the system's working is right next to the actual button, which is right. like okay. Mm-hmm. You know, really? Maybe, Who designed that? Wiley Coyote? Maybe my my brain's been poisoned by current news, but okay. when I when I State. first when I first heard about this this false missile alert, I thought of well, I thought of Donald Trump and even what well this is an unnamed source that's quoting him as saying that he was thinking a lot about what happened with the uh, what happened um, on 9/11 and how that could be looked at as good for the Republicans getting into office and he said oh, that I, in respect okay. in respect to looking ahead to the 2020 elections as to what could actually save him from having a, a Democratic majority in office that will will actually start. Uh, putting some real pressure on his presidency. You and the fucking Iceman. So, you guys can get together and have a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> conspiracy brothers. Well, I'm just telling you, like, you know, I heard about this false alarm, and I knew this uh, about Donald Trump, and, you know, it, and it scans with his personality. And Six months ago, I'm going to tell you you're insane. Now, I'm going to go, mm, maybe. Hey, listen. As as the well, story unfolded, though, but but as the story unfolded, I said, okay, this tracks. You know, somebody made a mistake, and this isn't something that happens a lot. And so the the remedy was for some reason not immediately available. Okay, let's let's move on. But now he's not cooperating with the investigation. Why? 
I don't know. Like, but it, I refuse to tell my, you. I hit where the my brain wrong goes button. is like somebody's put some pressure on him to you know to do this false alarm thing, and uh, it's Donald and, Trump Jr. He fucked up again. Well, really, I, I mean, just it was a story that got traction that you know that that steered eyeballs away from the daily Russia investigation stories for a little while. Maybe, you know, maybe I have the wrong mental picture of this guy. I just picture the equivalent of Homer Simpson. Some Hawaiian stoner. Whoops. I just picture... Spoke a little too much before his Saturday morning shift. I just picture Homer Simpson in a Hawaiian shirt hitting the wrong button because it's right next to the button he was supposed to hit. And, right. and then first, going, first oh, of all, fuck. oh, the button fingers. that brought me a pina colada. Shit. Listen, I don't want to generalize, but Hawaiians have fat fingers. I don't know if you've noticed this. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, Tony Rockahore is Samoan. What the motherfucker's <laughs> supposed to do? All right. Hey, and also, did, and did yeah, you see he was blowing the joint behind the building <laughs> while one of those little happy birds was like poking the key? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He misses, oh, doesn't find me sexually attractive anymore. I guess he just tripled his productivity. <laughs> <laughs> I think the bigger story is the fact that Hawaii didn't burn to the ground in those, what, 38 minutes? But, people, to, were like hiding their, but people were hiding their kids like in the sewers. Like, for real, what's that going to do? Hey, man. Have your kid get crushed by concrete? Chris, I watched Indiana Jones and the kingdom uh, of the crystal oh, skull. Yeah, you just got to well, hide in the fridge. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah, I know, right? Hide residents, please, get inside of your refrigerator. Yeah, find a 1950s refrigerator and hide in it. Well, have you guys ever seen the old black and white, like, shit they would show in school during the Cold War? Oh, about- duck and cover? Yeah. It is the most asinine shit. Fuck that. If I'm in high school, I'm looking at the teacher. If she's fine, I'm like, we might as well go out fucking. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I you ever had some sixteen-year-old dick? Would you like some? So, wasn't yeah, that exactly. the, the South Park episode? Was it the volcano? Yeah, yeah the duck and cover, and the lava would go over top of them, <laughs> kill them. <laughs> Does absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. It right. was just like there's nothing. If there is a nuclear missile heading towards, let's say, just for shits and giggles, we're all in Michigan. Heading towards the Rensen. We could get in our cars right now. And let's say magically every highway was wide open. And run that motherfucker at top speed. We ain't getting far enough away to make a difference. Oh, fuck no. Fuck no. no I'm a St. Clair Shores, man. That's what I'm saying. We're all dead. I'd be the first one to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the fact that people didn't lose their minds, purge style, kind of gives me a like, oh, a little bit of hope for humanity, I guess. You know, because I'm just imagining the, uh, that alert happening in like New York City. Is people just I, starting I, <laughs> just, just fucking in the street for no looting. reason? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got I this just, big screen TV. There for would be what? at least a couple deaths. There, there'd be a couple deaths. <laughs> Why I would are you stealing that TV? City like that. You want to see your death in 4K? Hey, yeah, I, it just, I would, yeah, I would picture... Look, I can read what it says on the side of the missile. I would picture Resolution hysteria. so clear. You know, I'd picture, I'd picture hysteria. And the fact that it, maybe there was, but it wasn't, it didn't manifest itself in 
Hawaii being just burnt to the ground. You know, <laughs> so like putting most Honolulu's of, just on fire. Exactly. I'm thinking it, nine it months from now we're going to have a little stash of missile babies growing up. Oh, all in, those, uh, oh, all in those grass skirts. That'd be horrible. All that fire. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. There, there might be like, hey, honey, I'm going raw up in here. We're going to die in 30 minutes anyway. <laughs> no, I think all, all these two, kids named Saturday. There's the couples that would have, you know, said, uh, fuck it. This is how I want to go out. I want to die fucking. Why not? And then there's the others who didn't think about it at the time. But after the relief of having what seemed like a brush with death would then fuck it out. Damn, baby, we just had a near a near death experience. Let's fuck. Let's reaffirm yeah. life. <laughs> no, that that's absolutely it's a primal response in the face of death to try and create more life. Oh no, I I yeah. <laughs> I, I this understand. is no joking matter, Rich. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, makes me wonder some... how many people survive car wrecks and get out with a rock hard dick. Like I need something to knock this down. Come yeah, on, someone start... help. Playing some near death experiences for Mandy, both the good one and the bad one. Well, you know, it's it's okay. That leads me to an interesting question. Crash where they were jerking off after the car crash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They did make a movie about car crashes and erections. I forgot about that. Yes, right. right. Uh, We didn't even have to rule thirty for that shit. (laughs) It's already been done for us. Um, Independent films taking care of that for you already. So let me ask this question. I mean, let's say. We get an alert. There's a missile heading for Detroit. It's not a fake. Uh-huh. How the fuck you guys want to go out? You, you want me to? Do you want uh, the, the podcast answer yeah. or the, the the real answer that would probably happen? I'd probably try, try to find my family. Right. Quite honestly, I'd you know find my folks. I don't my, know what else you could. My do. folks, my sister, my nephews. Fuck it, you know, and all go out together. That's probably what would happen. But shit, now, Fantasyland, I'm kicking in. Already- Fantasyland, I'm kicking like- in the window of the liquor store. I'm trying heroin. <laughs> I'm stealing a Maserati. Right. Like, let's say first wave takes out your entire family and everyone you know. Oh, it's and- Mad Max time. Oh, yeah, exactly, dude. I'm the road <laughs> and then, warrior. And then there's a second wave coming that you know is imminent. Then, yeah, it's, all bets are off. Well, see, this is the beauty for me. Pants, oh. pants are no longer a thing. <laughs> in the second wave. Turk was right. Man is not meant to shit while wearing pants. Pants just um, get in the way in the second wave. <laughs> no, it, it's the beauty of it for me is I have no family up here, so I can go all fucking... <laughs> I can go all fucking hard as hell. I, I can go ham, no problem. So, and the liquor store is like literally a stone's throw away, so... Hey, you'll have a handle of mohawk. <laughs> I'm going to be driving through the front of the liquor store listening to the to to beer nuts podcast and going where's the craft beer once i get in there <laughs> well, no, I'm just all that shit i can't afford that 20 dollars six pack right. handle a mohawk in one hand and his dick in the other <laughs> fuck it the <laughs> missile's coming man look y'all make me out to be some kind of fucking just common low bottom in the gutter <laughs> drunk Motherfucker, I'm grabbing Johnny Walker. Red, blue, black, purple. I'm gonna. Right. You know what I heard? I heard shelf shit. I heard, and I heard this is not a, a, a myth. I heard there is a Johnny Walker platinum. Well, the, uh, you know, I'll find it. I'll find it, drink it, and use it as lube during the second well, wave. Well, because I, I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, what he found I, out was that 
platinum was just a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, I, I've always joked like, oh, you know, call my dealer and shit. My dealer ain't going to fucking want to do no business if he's only got 30 minutes hey, to live. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, guess what? Out of business. Shop is closed. I'm not going down to 7 in Shiawassee and picking up a hooker and an 8-ball because <laughs> the hookers are running for their lives, and the dealers are like, well, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. I'm not dying on this corner. Yeah. If I was at work, I would leave. I wouldn't stay. What are you going to do, fire me? Okay. So <laughs> it's like... But missile's you- coming. Fuck you. Hey. That's, that's a good point. I would probably find out when I was at work. I don't even know if I would say goodbye to anyone. Just get up and leave. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't hate anyone that I work with, but hey, world's ending. I'd just Later. be like, boom, gone. Yeah. <laughs> just tip on out. Don't say a fucking word. Just trap door out that motherfucker. Just gone. Hey, where's Aaron? I don't know. He left and be like, oh, shit, like I there's leave parties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I just, I honestly. I, yeah, I'd hit the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, because 30 minutes, I'm not going anywhere. It's going to be gridlock because you're going to always have idiots that think they can drive away from this shit. And this is the Motor City. And it's just going to be just gridlock. So you might as well just leave your car at home. There's nothing else around here. I mean, I think there's a car wash. I don't, I don't care what my car looks like when the apocalypse happens. So I, yeah, fuck it. Hit the liquor store, man. Shit. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be bad, though, if it did turn out to be fucked up, because I don't know if I'd recover from that hangover. (laughs) Well, we'd all be dead, because the missile came. No, I'm saying if, like, hey, we know we sent out, like, no, this is for real, but we were really wrong. We're sorry about that. Oh, you're talking about a three-day delay, so we had a weekend to all think the world was in? The missiles were coming. Maybe it's a dud. Yeah, some shit like, and there I am. A flag that says "bang" just comes out of the end. Of it. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there with a fucking, you know, a cigarette in one hand, a fifth of Johnny Walker Platinum in the other, and no pants in a liquor store. I just drove through the front of. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, hey guys, sorry about that. I thought the world was ending. Can I get a mulligan in this? Sorry one? about that. Right. You just back out and run away. <laughs> Christ. Don't need to see my tags. Right. It just lands with a thud, no explosion. The tip falls off, and then like three dead North Koreans come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was their space program. <laughs> Never, oh. Never mind. Oh, we were aiming for a Walmart. <laughs> you can get some kid downtown by the Rensen poking him with a stick. He ain't moving, man. I don't think, I don't think we got much to fear from these guys. I think we're all right here. <laughs> well, no. It, 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 Which one's the leader? I mean, just just the fact, like I said, just the fact that people were like, okay, let's try to put our kids in a safe place, blah, 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 blah. It, you know, I, I, I'm like, eh, you know, maybe we're not as horrible as I, as, as, no, as I think we are. I, I don't know. I, I'm try, trying to find some light in this story. No, think about this. Hawaii, people are in a better headspace there. A lot of people are on vacation. If you live there, you fucking live in Hawaii. You know? Yeah. Are, that's how the mellow people handled it. In New York, there could have been a body count. <laughs> I agree with Aaron. There definitely would have been a few deaths, at least. Yeah, somebody, somebody would have... First of all, five million people in that space, it's just too crowded for panic. I mean, I'm surprised more people didn't die when we had that power outage on the East Coast in 2003 in New York. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Right. Yeah, that that was that was the time I was expecting like to descend into Mad Max type times, but we actually stayed pretty civil during that whole thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we can handle a blackout now. Oh no, cuz we cuz we weren't in, so entrenched in our devices. Oh my god, yeah, dude. That was 2003. I... That was 5 years before Hey. That was pre-iPod, <laughs> iPhone, iPad. The great blackout of 2020, day 3. Everybody's devices batteries have finally run out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, now shit. Yeah, now shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> We were cool while we could like, play Candy Crush. Now it's on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody will be like huddled around fires and they just put a stick in the fire and pull it out and just stare at the flame for a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, make it blue. Make it blue. I could see the life, the Lifetime movie after, you know, six months, a year afterwards. The blackout of 2020, the search for Wi-Fi. People just driving around holding up their phone like, I'm not getting a signal. What are we going to do? How do I get sexual gratification without the internet? Yeah. Oh, God. oh yeah. Men running rampant through the streets, having beaten off for days. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the whole. We're gathering the in dirt lots, like drawing out pictures of boobs with sticks in the dirt. <laughs> They're all huddling around. Revert back to caveman shit. Oh. <laughs> just and then when the power does come back on, all wherever the blackout was, there's just a big Me Too hashtag on the back. Oh God, yeah. That our whole race back generations. <laughs> Any guy with hair longer or past his collar is like, oh, you don't want to know what they did to me. It's yeah, horrifying. <laughs> He said, take it like a pro, and I did. Oh. <laughs> God, Jesus. Oh, man. Well, you, okay, we, we discussed the Oscars. Fuck it. Might as well just wade into the bullshit fucking <laughs> award show shit. I, okay, who the fuck is Cardi B? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's an interesting character. We've explored her on the Weedsman. She's a former stripper. Um, is she, I, I haven't. Is she black? I haven't heard any of the nominees yet? Yes. I had. I uh, thought no, she she's was white. Tina, isn't she? Isn't she that all base, no trouble chick? Uh, no. Oh, then I, I had, then I really have no idea of who she is. Then we have ways to show you who she is. She did that Bodak Yellow song. I have no. Yeah, I, I don't even. I, I don't even know yeah, if you're speaking on, you in know. English right now. Yeah, it's pretty typical shitty hip hop track. Let's see. Wait, no, that's, they have a, that's her. Yes, that shit sounds like that. How about that bitch song? <laughs> it seriously it sounds just like her song. Yeah, no, it's because it's that new production style. What's it? Rob Collins is called Breath Rap or whatever. I, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a new I style guess. where all they use is 808 and it's really minimal. And, everyone, okay. every, and everyone's discovered the, the triplet function on their fucking drum machine. <laughs> uh, I, the only, yeah, the only song I think I really know that's nominated for anything is that... Uh, 
that Redbone song. I know Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. That's also I, like song of the year. Last, what Dude, was that? The album of the year is Childish Gambino, Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, Lord, and Bruno Mars are all nominated. I mean, I've heard of all of them, but I, I, well, yeah. couldn't, pick, I couldn't pick Kendrick Lamar out of a lineup of one. Jay-Z's new album, I think we kind of, we, I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but I listened to a few tracks and was like, eh. Should, you should have packed it up after the Black album, like you said you were going to. Going to yeah. I, I post that as far as Jay-Z's. Eh. Now, that Childish Gambino, that's, uh, what's his uh, face from? Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his new, song. The new Lando. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's what else he's doing. But, yeah, that, that Redbone song. I like that, and for a, the first time I heard it, I'm like, is this a new or old song? Is this a hip-hop yeah, song that, no. or R&B song that somehow slipped through the cracks on me? I agree. Yeah, I think I heard that in like a, a movie or a TV show first, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I, yeah, it was like, I couldn't place it. I thought this is... I'm pretty good placing shit like that. I can hear a song I never heard before and tell you what, what decade... I thought it usually, like a, a vault track from Prince when I heard it or something. I was like, "Is this some like some shit his family released or something?" Well, usually yeah. production can give away the era it was recorded in. Yeah, if you know, you know, like you hear something from the '80s, nine times out of ten, you know it's from the '80s. Yeah. And if you're, you know, that's just how it goes. So, but yeah, I I was like, I actually liked it. Okay, so there's a song that's nominated that I know and I like. For the first time in I don't know how long. <laughs> I know every year we read the list and we're just like, who? I don't know. But yeah, Cardi B well, for I, think, I thought know, was that Call Me Maybe chick. No, that's... That's Carly Rae Jessup. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I thought she was the same chick that did the no bass or all bass, no treble. See, I, no. I'm... Cardi B has... I don't see her anywhere on this list, though. Gangsta Is she bitch one of the music? performers? She might be a performer. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing... So, like, Song of the Year, Despacito. Fuck that song. I don't know uh, what the fuck that is. Jay-Z's uh, 444. Julia Michaels' Issues. I don't know that. Um, something called 1-800-273-8255 featuring Alyssa Cara and Khalid by Logic. And Bruno Mars is That's What I Like. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, the... Uh, I don't uh, know these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I know Despacito, and that's the fuck it. When it uh, yeah, when it comes to... So- said, kid. The song of the year, I yeah. I don't know any of them, including Desperado, whatever the fuck it was. And the only thing I know by Bruno Mars is that fucking... Despacito. Uh, <laughs> that's You've what I'm picturing. Outriding fences. Sorry. Uh, Guilty but, uh, pleasure, actually, as much as I hate the Eagles. Uh, no, the Uptown Funk song is the only thing I know Bruno Mars about him. Unless he's done some shit, like he's done production mm-hmm. for other people. I don't know his music all that well. I saw him holding the Stratocaster, and he looked like a two-year-old holding the Stratocaster. And I was like, oh, that's a small man. So now well, I would be- say, like, if we were just judging based on talent... For album of the year, that's kind of a tough call because these are. I think what's what's interesting about this list is this is entirely people who are 
None of these people are just like artists in the sense of like a vocalist or something like that. These are all songwriters, producers, as well as you know rappers or singers or whatever, what have you. Uh, they're musicians as well. Like they are. This is a list full of multi-talented people. I mean, look at Childish Gambino. We already talked about the his roles as an actor as well as the music that he's doing. That's transcending what is currently happening in popular music. Jay Z, decades worth of of producing and and uh, and rapping. Kendrick Lamar does a lot of his own production, plays instruments. Lord as well. Bruno Mars. These are all multi-talented, true artists. Whether I like any of their music or not, like there's things that I I hear a Bruno Mars song and I can appreciate it, but I'm like I don't really need to hear that again. But like I, you know, there's aspects of it that I like. I like what you're doing. It kind of is for all of these. Like I don't know if any of these are transcendent music that a decade now from now I'm still going to be listening to. But it's not a bad list as far as just trying to judge talent. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the like best rock performance. Okay, here we go. Scott, you want it darker? Yet. You want it darker by Leonard Cohen, The Promise by Chris Cornell, Run by Foo Fighters, No Good by Kalo, K-A-L-E-O, Kalo, Kaleo, I don't know. And I Go to War know. by Go to War by Nothing More. I had no idea who the last two groups are. If they are a group, like Kaleo could be Is a group or a no person. No Good? What's the name of that Kaleo song? Or? Yeah, that's the song, No Good. Is, they are an Icelandic blues rock band that formed in Mossfellsbær in 2012. It consists of lead vocalist and guitarist and a drummer and bassist with all Icelandic names that I'm not even trying to say. <laughs> but they've apparently got seven albums out. Well, this, this is them. What is Leonard Cohen doing on this list? I don't understand. Like, it doesn't really classify as rock. He died in 2016. I mean, it's just like his some sort of posthumously produced work that they're like, well, just because you know, musicians, we, we need to suck somebody's dick more. Like, that's you know how it goes. Yeah, I, I think I think it is kind of a. A nod to him because he he went out. I'm sure it was off a of, it has to be off a of posthumous album. It has to be. I mean, same thing with, same thing with, same thing with Chris cheap. Cornell. Yeah, same with Cornell's on there. I love Cornell, but you know that's the only reason he's on there. He, yeah, okay, I love Cornell too. But Leonard Cohen is somebody who should have gotten a lifetime achievement award last year. That's somebody should that should get should get you know a. a Best rock song for something that doesn't even represent the pinnacle of their career. So is this that overcompensation? Oh, we'll give uh, him a nod. Yeah, I kind of think so. Is this like getting a courtesy hand job? That's a that's a really weak category, if you ask. Well, I mean, again, I don't know Kaleo or nothing more. I have never heard those songs. Um, well, I mean, under best rock song, it doesn't get much more like. As far as me, recognizable. You got Atlas Rise by Metallica. No idea. Blood in the Cut. No idea. Go to War by Nothing More. Nope. 
run by the Foo Fighters. I've only heard the the single off their new album, so that's not the single. It's I don't know it. And then the stage by Avenged Sevenfold. I no idea. Avenged Sevenfold still doing shit. I mean, I shit. Yeah, yeah. they're the new Metallica man. Thank you for saying it. Uh, now best rock album. I recognize, you know, okay, you got <clears throat> Emperor of Sand by Mastodon. I at least recognize the name. That's not a bad album. <clears throat> Hardwired to Self-Destruct by Metallica. The Stories We Tell Ourselves, Nothing More. Villains by Queen of the Stone Age. And A Deeper Understanding by The War on Drugs. Uh, I like villains. I, I, I've, I've learned to appreciate where Ginger Elvis decides to take the band, you know, Queens of the Stone Age. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 the trying to do the dancey rock shit, I, I don't know. I, 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 it just, it seems like he's trying too hard. Like, I get it. That's his thing. He's got the desert sessions where he gets musicians from all ty- types of, you know, different genres and, throws them in a room and records them and all that shit. And so he wants to be the eclectic, you know, kind of aloof, acerbic rock star. But it just, I'm like, bro, you're, you're not Fred Astaire. Stop dancing in your video, dude. I mean, you're a 50-year-old dude who's trying to dress up like you're 25 still. Stop it. It's just, Josh Homme isn't, isn't going into later part of life gracefully, in my opinion. But that's just me. I, I, I'm i really harsh on him because I want Caius back, but that's never going to happen, so no, no need to talk about that. <laughs> he will never be broke enough to need Caius back. That's just, that's the, it, he, it will, he will never get with John Garcia and Brant Bjork and Nick Oliveri ever again, period. Uh, so, and that just grinds my gears. It sucks. Now, alternative music, see, I'm, I feel, I, I've heard of all these bands. You got uh, Everything Now by Arcade Fire, Humans okay. by the Gorillas, yeah. American Dream by LCD Sound System, yeah. Pure Comedy by Father John Misty, and Sleep Well Beast by, by The National. The National and Father John, the last two I've heard of those guys. I've heard of two-thirds of that list. Yeah, but I, I don't know those songs, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely it, not the Gorillas' best work. Um, what were the other two again? Uh, uh, everything now by Arcade Fire and American Dream by LCD Sound System. Sterling Heights own Arcade. Fire. I think that's true of all three of those. And I mean, those are all three good artists that did not produce their best work last year. I mean, and I, here's here's my guess. Like, okay, uh, bet like okay, right here, best metal performance. I'm, I'm guaranteeing maybe best rock performance or best alternative, you know, album, whatever will make it on air. But I, I like things like best metal performances, all that stuff. I don't see it making it on air because right. it's like Invisible Enemy by August Burns Red, Black Hoodie by Body Count, Forever by Code Orange, Sultan's Curse by Mastodon, and Clockworks by Mashuga. So I don't think most of top forty love in America gives a fuck about any of those bands. So no. That's not going to be on air. But yeah, and then that's rock. That's right in quote unquote my wheelhouse, and I'm 
batting a little bit over 500. You get outside of that, I don't know who half these fucking people are. I mean... I don't even know who in the hell you are. The Weeknd? I don't know who you are. Uh, Weeknd? He's, he's all right. He's, he's trying to be the new Michael... New Michael Jackson. I mean, I know two people in the R&B category. Bruno Mars and Music Soul Child. That's it. Music Soul Child's still around? That, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. PJ Morton? Nope. Ladisi? Nope. Daniel Caesar? Nope. And rap is pretty much just a... Wow. Rap is pretty much... The best rap performance nominees is pretty much just a song of the year almost. Oh, yeah. I, just, I by, must have missed this. Cardi B is in, in there with best rap song. Yeah, Bodak Yellow, Bounce Back by Big Sean, 440 by Jay-Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Bad and Bougie, Migos featuring Lil Uzi Vert. So, there you go, folks. To me, I this is just further confirmation that I did not need, that I am no longer in the Grammys target audience. Yeah, same here. Well, didn't yeah, I don't didn't know we do it like the first happened. year we were on the air? I found my line in the sand. It's 2010. After 2010, I have no idea what's going on. The, yeah. A bunch of names start showing up that I'm like, who's that? In like 2011. Yeah. Like, I don't know who these people are. Like 2005, 2006 it was for me, if I remember correctly, when we talked about that. So, But I mean, once again, like Aaron, like you just said, you said you've never really been in the Grammys wheelhouse Right. Or, I mean, or, or, or in their target audience. Because I like music in general. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. It's like if you're hurting if, if you're hurting because you haven't had your fix today, you take shitty step-down heroin over no heroin. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, if there, was ever, if there was ever a time where I thought the best album produced of that year actually won the best album award, I would just fall over dead. I've never <laughs> been anywhere close to that in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, and and you know, the, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just like, I, should, I, I, it almost should be, shouldn't it? Isn't it based on popularity mixed with sales, mixed with being a critical darling? You put those three things together, politics. And don't forget about that. Politics, yes, yeah. Um. And yeah, you, you put those those ingredients together in a bowl, mix them up, and there you go. That's going to be the foundation of who they're who they're going to nominate are people who at least touch on three out of the four, is my guess. Because there's, I mean, there's it, it, there's a lot of fucking mu- music out there that seems like it's just apolitical. It does not want to be political in any way whatsoever, and. I, I almost begrudgingly respect that at this point because if you just want to put out music, let the music speak for itself and you don't want to carry fucking a flag or, you know, buckets of water for, for any political party or ideal. I got to kind of respect that. I mean, just like I respect people who, I don't give a fuck if this hurts my sales. I'm going to stand up, say what I believe. I may not agree with them. But it takes balls to do that because you're just watching those bags of money fly away, especially in today's climate. I mean, Kid Rock's playing the the, the NHL uh, All-Star game and people are losing their minds about the shit. And I'm like, really, Kid Rock? Because he's a Republican? 
Is it, I mean, I saw a tweet where somebody said it was like another way for the uh, uh, the NHL to show that they don't care about uh, blacks and minorities is having Kid Rock play the All Star game. Get the fuck out of! Here. I wanted to be like, what's your handle? Not signed. Not a hockey fan. At not yeah. a sports fan. NHL in the last 10, 15 years has gone out of its way to try to appeal to, quote-unquote, urban youth. As far as kids' soccer leagues, stuff like that, donations of equipment, because hockey is fucking ridiculously expensive to play. You think football's expensive with pads and uniforms and all that shit. Go be a hockey goalie. I mean, just, just the pads for your legs could run you a couple grand. So, I mean, that, that's just one piece of equipment that you're going to need. And if you're a kid, what do kids always do? Outgrow shit. So, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's not as cut and dry as that person was wanting to make it out to be. Why, well, why are there more black people in the NHL? Well, first of all, where did hockey start? Canada. Africa. Oh, wait. <laughs> Everything started in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know the statistics, but what is it? Blacks in America are, was it 17, 18% of the population? I'm willing to guess it's lower than that in Canada. Just say. I'm just, you, <laughs> my, my imagination of African hockey is like so racist. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing them like playing with like the big witch doctor mask on. Oh, like, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> What you think? You think everyone's dressed up like a Scooby Doo villain? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the witch doctor chasing them and shit. No, no, no! Oh. That is not a goal. That is not a goal. What are they, they hitting? The uh, what are they using for sticks? And what are they hitting in your imagination? I didn't get that far. I didn't get that. Is it far. Like a human? Literally, is a human skull? Hand, hand, yes, hand shrunken hand. human skull. It's a shrunken head, and they're literally using cur- sticks with a, a little bit of curve no, to, to base smack around. They smack around a fertility goddess. <laughs> it's kind of round. Oh, Christ. Well, anyways. Did you, did you guys see that thing that I just posted? Does yeah, does Steve Bannon just, know about that? <laughs> they, they just put up a story while, we were, while we've been recording. I'm like, they're, they're not even trying anymore, are they? <laughs> they're know, so right? leaning into this. The story about... It's the headline is cuckolding can be positive for some couples. Study says. Oh my God! <laughs> do I want it? Do I even want to open this can of worms? No. Okay. Ready? two and a half hours in. All right. Yeah. I just worth it. I, I I can say this right right off the just right off the rip. I didn't even get to the end of the first sentence, and they're already. In our po- current political climate, the term cuck, short for cuck-servative. <laughs> no, it's not. What? <laughs> no, it's exactly. It's fucking not. It's, it's short for what is in your headline? Cuckle. <sighs> you know, yeah, I, I'll respect your wishes, Chris. Okay, let's just, you I guess we're going to wrap it up, wrap it up. Also, c- calling somebody a cuckold is a slur. Is okay. a slur. That, oh, that's what they say in the second sentence. There. The slur 
has its roots in the concept of cuckolding or having an adulterous partner. The slur with its own tab on Pornhub. Well, I guess, I mean, you know, bastard is it's considered a slur now, even though it's just a uh, term to describe somebody who grew up without a father. Now you're just reminding me of the fucking Unky Herb episode. Hey, Mom, when's this bastard going to show up? <laughs> Isn't it technically a child of two unmarried parents? Yes. And Bart just starts singing bastard for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> right. Bastard, 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 bastard. Well, wait a minute. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Homer when he met his brother who worked for the auto company? He's like, saw your kids born in wedlock. He's like, yeah, but the boy was close. Didn't he say uh, that? Yes. So, all right. Yep. All righty. So, <sighs> time to say so many times when I'm in this position. Who the fuck knows what'll happen by this time next week? Stay tuned for an all-new round of crazy, wacky hijinks. Keep your eye on this, uh, this Don- fake missile alert thing. From Donnie John and his merry band of pranksters. Good lord. We are literally <laughs> only a year in. Oh, God. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get over this article. I got here. Let me pull it down. <laughs> I might involuntarily say something. They'll spark another half hour if I don't. At Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Email the show Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to make some snarky missile type comment, but fuck it. It's late. See you next week. <laughs> See ya. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.